Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how the WB in the early 2000s was really just a series of anime, of shoujo and shonen anime. And I don't think Live you action. can prove me wrong. Live, Live action, action shoujo, shoujo anime. Yeah. So yep. I, I, I do think I can prove you wrong because I don't think live action things can be anime because i think the word anime and animated mean the same like they come we're from gonna the same agree root. to disagree there matt it's i get it it's a real hot dog is a hot dog a sandwich kind of yeah, argument yeah. here which we're not gonna have today but i believe you that the tropes are there like i'll, the I'll buy that there. absolutely the tropes are there you guys just ever wish you could you know get out of the old nine to five grind and big city hubbub and lead a simpler life you know uh a small town, maybe, run almost exclusively by independent businesses that subsist entirely in their own microeconomy, and is also weirdly affluent despite most of its lovable goofball citizens being in the working class? Entirely walkable. Also entirely walkable. Not a single car on the road. <laughs> most walkable city in the, in the world. It's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's the best. Allow me to welcome you, my friends, Matt and Todd, but also you, the listeners, to Stars Hollow. The fictional, idyllic New England town that serves as the primary setting for beloved early 2000s dramedy Gilmore Girls. Dramedy? Dramedy. Dramedy. <sighs> Can we just take a second, just like a quick second. Quick second. To, to acknowledge that we are a comic book and video game podcast. Yeah. Yep. Andrew just got done saying that this is an anime, so I don't know what you're I just I just about. needed to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, we did a Lay Miz episode. Like, I don't have a leg yeah, to stand nothing, on here. Right. There, nothing means anything. There are no rules, and the points don't matter. Um, exactly. to, tie, <laughs> to tie this to comic books and video games, the greater Stars Hollow set is used in the Halloween episode of WandaVision. Boom. The whole the big town shots are the same set. Sure. This show this show also aired right after Smallville, which uh, you may remember as the the Superman serial, teen serial. Yeah, so we got there. speaking of, we got there. So play in this space, if you will. Imagine a time back in mid-2000, the WB was at the height of its reign as the king of teen programming, among other major networks not part of an already basic cable package. By the turn of the millennium, the network was killing it with tweens and teens with the likes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and its spinoff Angel, supernatural serial charmed and iconic teen drama dawson's creek and its 20 somethings version felicity (laughs) which are all just incredible (laughs) just excellent excellent periods in tv programming i did not watch these shows like when they were on yeah i've watched them all after the fact right i did not realize that these were all cw originals and not just syndicated shows that came on after pokemon Uh, (laughs) um, see also seventh heaven was in this block too so So we can just get the the matt matt's a baby jokes out of the way Mm -hmm. now um Mm -hmm. i have not seen a single one of these shows not a single episode of any one of them and i know you guys all just said that like you didn't watch them while you were on but these are the type of shows that like people were watching them after they were on yeah. The first time I heard about them. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. These are all really cozy shows. Um, yeah. With maybe Dawson's Creek not being like cozy. But... Yeah, it's definitely on the it's on the razor's edge. Yeah, but like I was hearing about like Buffy and Dawson's mm-hmm. Creek and that from like my friends 
who had older siblings in college who they were like, oh, we're all watching Gilmore Girls in the dorm or whatever and talk to, yeah. you know, like their little sibling about it. But nobody that I knew was at any point in like my whole timeline ever that nobody gave a shit about these shows, man. Buffy was like how you earned mm-hmm. your nerd cred before we all learned Joss Whedon was a pest too. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, that that's part of it. Angel spun off of Buffy. So Angel yeah. is edgy as hell. This is very, this is very much in the elder millennial niche. Mm-hmm. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a little bit, it was a little bit too old for, I think, myself and probably Todd too when this came out which is why I say right. like, I watched most of this save for Angel because it was edgy and cool I, I watched most An- of this after Angel that. is the closest um, yeah. and uh, a show we we'll, we'll talk about later I'm sure yeah. Supernatural is like I would, the tail yeah the tail yep, Supernatural is the successor anyway uh, in October of 2000 Gilmore Girls would be added as the next slot in this powerhouse roster so before we move on, I, I want to say that today's flavor text is brought to you by no one, actually. No uh, one for, asked for this? Wait. No one asked for this. <laughs> it's brought to you by Andrew. The call is coming from inside the house. So for the first time in probably two years, uh, we here at Debate This are all caught up on our flavor text commissions. So as a fun little break, uh, we decided to do something that's a little off brand. I don't know. What the hell? Um <laughs> Now, with that being said, uh, everybody at home, our commission lines are officially open. And if you want to patron your own episode of Flavor Text, uh, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash debate this cast. A one-time payment of $60 will get you the limited superpower to dictate whatever property we break down next. That being said, life is a journey, guys, and <laughs> no one should do it alone. Where Kyle, the town troubadour Harper, leads... I, Andrew Henderson, will follow. And together, we're going to break down this series one Friday night dinner at a time. Joining us today are Matt, Miss Celine Cole, and Todd, Old Man Twickum Thomas, <laughs> along for the ride. Todd's name sounds racist. It does sound a little racist. Old, old yeah. Man Twickum probably is racist. Guys, yeah. fear not. This show is very white. <laughs> oh, you may have already oh, assumed. I couldn't tell Man. from the intro video. It's Caucasian as hell. Is there a single person of color? Um, Ooh, to um, I am Michelle. Go. It's Mich- Michelle. Michelle and, oh, yeah. and, and Lane. Lane. And That's about it. Okay, were, were those were those characters in from were those characters in from season one? So yes, actually. Yes. So oh, okay. I lied. I lied a little bit when I said this episode is brought to you by no one. Actually, this episode is brought to you by mine and Kyle's partners, who <laughs> have collectively <laughs> devoted so much of their lives to this show that over the years, I think Kyle and I might be in the double digits of like how many laps we've gone on this show. I'm right on the edge if I'm not, if yeah. I haven't crossed the line. This was a annual watch for a while. Like every yeah. time the leaves start changing, we yep. knew it was time to watch Gilmore Girls again. Mm-hmm. And I think last year is the first time we, since we've been together that we didn't watch it in the fall. So this is your The Office. This is our, this is collectively our family's I, The Office. If I didn't also watch The Do Office, the office. <laughs> yeah. it would be my The Office. Yeah, Jess and I don't watch a lot of things together. There's a very small Venn diagram on shows that we agree on. This was the show that was always on, and I would pretend to not watch, but absolutely watch. Be like, "But guy sucks," you know, like that. Yeah, by three episodes in, you're yelling at Dean. Like, oh, (laughs) we're yelling a lot at Dean. Anyway, let's let's start with how we always do. Let's go around the horn. I'm gonna guess that 
we've Kyle and I have talked. I'm gonna guess Matt and Todd, you have zero familiarity with this property. No, I tipped my hand earlier. I won't bother repeating mm-hmm. myself. I know nothing. Got it. So that intro took us like seven minutes or something like that. Up until seven minutes ago, I thought we were recording Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got it. Um, yeah, and I realize we're not we're not recording Golden Girls. Uh, cool. I know a bit about Golden Girls. You want to talk about that? I know what we're yeah. getting commissioned next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no, I know nothing about this other than my partner too has watched this, and I have caught glimpses of it while looking at my phone or playing Switch. Some of these, a surprising number of actors in here are like named yep. actors. Yeah. Uh, the one the one girl ends up in The Handmaid's Tale. That's right. Yep. So let me get into it because I've got, I've actually got a big roster of, of people who show up. So uh, let's start at the top. Gilmore Girls began as the brainchild of Amy Sherman Palladino, a writer who had previously worked on a number of sitcoms, including several seasons of Roseanne in the 90s. And her pitch to the WB was basically this, a show about a mother and daughter, but they're best friends. They're best friends first and mother and daughter second. That's it. Um, so, And with that core concept mix in with a little bit of uh, early, 2000, early 2000 teen angst and, her, and ASP's love of pop culture and specifically Twin Peaks, we get the show we know today as Gilmore Girls. Amy Sherman Palladino also did... Marvelous Miss Maisie. Mrs. Maisel, yeah. Mrs. Um, Maisel. Which is, which is on Amazon. If you're looking for like a touchstone, a cultural touchstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a really good show, fair enough, for what it's worth. I've yeah. Not, not watched it. So Amy Sherman Palladino would go on to serve as the series head writer, producer, and showrunner, along with her husband, Dan. Dan Palladino. For six of the seven seasons. Exactly. So Gilmore Girls would run for seven seasons through May of 2007 airing first on Tuesdays and then quickly switched to Thursdays, starting with season two, which, as I said, aired right after Smallville, which is why I know that I know exclusively the first five minutes of this show every episode. <laughs> um, the seventh season, as Kyle mentioned, was actually the first year. If you guys remember, the WB and the UP and UPN actually merged and turned into C- the CW. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that, there was a bunch of con- negotiations that happened. The final season of Gilmore Girls actually got the community season four treatment. Uh, because Amy and Dan couldn't come to an agreement in their contract negotiations, and they left the show. So a different writer, a different showrunner, led season seven, and it very much has Ghastly Gear vibes. If you it know what, if you're sure, it does. Yeah. I think that was the first like media is an empire, and it controls what I get to see. Thing yeah. that I like really remember. Um, yeah. you know the first like writer strike or or mm-hmm. calling of right. shows, big cancellation. Yeah, that was the. The CW. This is very much in that era because the writer's strike happened in 2008. So pretty close to this. And there were a lot of casualties that are indirectly related to the show, weirdly enough. So uh, for years after, I mean, this became a this was a cult classic. A lot of people grew up, my wife included, (laughs) Kyle's partner included, you know, grew up watching this. And and a lot of for a long time, the final season was considered by fans to be kind of a pale imitation of the show. And um, ASP had gone on the record to say that she had a very different ending in mind for the last season. So, 10 years later, Netflix bought the rights to the show from Warner Brothers and ordered a four-episode miniseries called Gilmore Girls, colon, A Day in the Life. And that released on Netflix in November of 20, 2016, which was headed up by Amy and Dan. Um, this so-called a revival allowed them to write the ending that they originally intended for the show, and you can still see that today. These episodes are more like episodes of like Sherlock, where they're an hour yeah. and a half long. Each episode of this is its own movie. Like a mini yeah. movie. Like a it's, mini it's, movie. 
It's the HBO miniseries treatment. Like think like yeah. Band of Brothers or something. Yeah, yeah gotcha. I, I'm just really curious. Is like you have yet to reference a single show that I've seen a single episode of in this whole episode, and it's crazy Incredible. to me. Incredible. Like I'm I'm having my mind blown right now. We'll 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 get you. We'll get I'm you sure you will eventually. Give me five minutes, I think I'm gonna get you. You got it. So the show stars Lorelai Gilmore and her teenage daughter, Rory Gilmore, as they navigate through love and life in their sleepy, idyllic Connecticut town, Stars Hollow. And laughter. And laughter. Rory is short for Lorelai. They are both named Lorelai Gilmore. Mm -hmm. One goes by Rory. It's like a family name. Is that a thing that happens? Yeah, this this show takes place in very waspy Connecticut. And mm. the connection is Lorelai is is the only child of Richard and Emily Gilmore, who are two of the wealthiest wasps in <laughs> whoever wasps in waspy <laughs> who are in waspy Hartford, Connecticut. So Hartford is near near Yale. Like it's very like old money mm-hmm. New England. That is very much a thing. So Lorelai is a family name we we learn later. But Lorelai grew up a rebel and hated all of the rich fancy bullshit that comes from in this world. So after she got teen pregnant at 16, she ran away from home and struck it out on her own. Um, she raised Rory in Stars Hollow as a single mother, living only on her wages from working up as just like a, a maid, like a wage, uh, wait, day-to-day wage maid in the town's only bed and breakfast, the Independence Inn. You're going to see <laughs> sure. a lot of like the town's only this, and it's always owned by an independent business owner. Like everything's a mom and pop shop. Yep. There's one chain that is referenced and never seen in the entirety of this show. Yes. Is this just a <laughs> Lifetime movie? Is this seven seasons yeah. of a Lifetime movie? Yeah, yeah pretty much. It sure yeah. Is. yeah. Okay. It's the same vibe for sure. <laughs> So when we first meet Lorelai, she is the ripe old age of 32. <laughs> and how old's her daughter? 16. 16. Yeah. All right. And uh, she is now the acting manager of the Independence Inn. Rory is about to enter her sophomore year of high school. And like I said, the core dynamic of the show is the relationship between Lorelai and Rory. Um, I've linked a YouTube video here, which is the first scene of the pilot uh, episode, which is a very good example of, and you don't have to watch it, but it's it's a very good example of the dialogue. So one of the main kind of features of the show is the way that people talk. People talk very fast. Um, there's a lot of like pop culture references and you know, like quick jokes, like very witty written jokes. It kind of feels like a community, like it's got that sense where it's like reference, reference, reference. Um, it is very much like kind of, on the cusp of that type of writing. And that's very much Amy Sherman Palladino's whole deal. This is what the show is known for. Every time I rewatch it, I trace the lines out to 30 Rock spins off of this yeah. style very, yeah. very mm. much where that's they're a, talking That's a good fast. line. And we'll talk about it later, I'm sure. Family Guy spins off of this with the mm-hmm. pop culture references as well. Um, yeah. And that's pretty like revolutionary for 2000. Yeah. You know, yeah, 100%. Kind of I mean, this is this is also single camera dramedy, yep. you know, like this is yeah. this was this was very this was very much ahead of its time mm-hmm. on the curve at least. So the show follows Rory for through the last three years of high school and then all four years of college. Through that time, Ro- Rory and Lorelai each tear through their own share of exciting adventures, tender moments and a veritable meat <laughs> mountain of conventionally attractive white men. Ah. I dislike that. There's there's a lot of waifus in this show. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's it's the Grey's Anatomy approach. Yeah, that's right. There's kind a lot. Of. There is a a big old sausage fest of uh, of of early two thousands hunks. <laughs> yeah, a lot of bowl cut dudes. <laughs> now bowl in its run, <laughs> that's my favorite kind of oatmeal. <laughs> 
Um, we uh, Todd mentioned this earlier, but in its run, Gilmore Girls saw a ton of well-known actors come and go. Call it the law and order effect. Um, many of whom were, quote, before they hit it big. So Todd mentioned the uh, earlier when he was watching the intro, the most well-known example is Melissa McCarthy, who plays Lorelai's best friend and business partner, partner Suki, um, throughout the whole series. Suki St. James. Suki St. James. Alexis Bledel, who plays Rory, actually had barely worked and in the industry at all before she landed this starring role, and then would go on to do the Sisters of Tra- Traveling Pants movies. Um, she was featured in Mad Men, and then uh, most recently, The Handmaid's Tale. Um, Lauren Graham, who plays Lorelai, also did some stuff. She appeared in an episode of Seinfeld. Um, but really, after Gilmore Girls uh, hit some starring roles, most importantly, uh, NBC's Parenthood, which is also a very much a spiritual successor she to this show. more or less mm. plays Lorelai Gilmore. Exactly, yeah. same character. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And then uh, there's, some, there's some, some hunks. So Rory's very first boyfriend, Dean, uh, is played by Jared Padalecki, who most people will know as the main character in Supernatural, that ran for like 14 fucking years. Um, her second boyfriend was Milo Ventimiglia, who uh, a couple of years later was the main character of the biggest casualty of the writer's strike, which is Heroes. Uh, yeah, that on NBC. there it is. I got, I got Matt. Who did he play in Heroes? Peter, he, uh, um, Peter Petrelli. Yeah. Peter Petrelli. Hmm. And he's on, uh, he was in Last this of is, Us. He's, this he's is on us. This Is Us. <laughs> this, this is, is, yeah. this <laughs> is The Last of Us. This is The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> A, a lower middle income Pennsylvania family deals with uh, a zombie apocalypse. Send that one to the same team. Yeah, 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 we'll take yeah. that. Oh um, god, that one really got me. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, uh, hold on. I gotta say something dumb real quick. Um, okay. The only thing I just looked through Alexis Bledel's whole IMDb page, and the only thing that I've ever seen with her in it was her uncredited role as Ace in 2006 movie Zoom starring Tim Allen. And I God don't know it. why it's always God damn Tim it. Allen movies. It always why every time? It's always Tim Allen's Zoom. Why do you do this? I don't know. Rory also went to school with a number of named uh, actors, including Ariel Kebble, who would do a bunch of like mid-2000s teen comedies and an American Pie spinoff. Um, she attended college with Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter, and Community's Danny Pudi. <laughs> Which is why Danny, Danny Pudi shows up for a minimal number yeah, of episodes. Five minutes. Yeah. He's there. Um, the, show, the show's earlier seasons feature teen heartthrobs, Chad Michael Murray pre One Tree Hill, and Adam Brody pre The OC. Which wow. is those two are specifically in the show for one season because they immediately got signed <laughs> yeah, to the shows. Um, but th- we not, we're not just a veritable cast of bowl-cutted teen beat flavors of the month. We also see Gilmore Girls also featured Alex Borstein from Mad TV and Family Guy, um, who later is a starring role in, in Mrs. Maisel. Um, Sally Struthers, who originally appeared in All in the Family, shows up as a main as a side character. And uh, Marion Ross from Happy Days, who played the mom in Happy Days, um, shows up and plays two characters, <laughs> plays yes. her mother. She plays her own daughter. <laughs> what? Um, and then, it's of course, bit. it's a bit. And then, of course, uh, we see a recurring role for singer, singer-songwriter Carol King, who, write, who wrote and performed the series theme song. The series has one theme song across the whole leg, and that's Carol King's... Uh, Where You Lead. Where You Lead. It was not written for the show. It was I not written sure. for the show. Yeah. Sure. One major feature of this show that kind of sets it apart, in addition to like the dialogue, is just the lovable goofiness of Stars Hollow and its citizens. It's very much the like, you remember like the South Park, like the rabble, rabble, rabble. Like there's they have a weekly town meeting. It's it's Parks and Rec town hall energy. 
it's Parks and Rec Town Hall. And uh, and that those are always led by our resident Scooby Doo villain, Town Mayor Taylor Taylor Dozy. Taylor um, Dozy. There's uh, other fun residents, like I said, Sally Struthers is there. Um, there's Miss Babette, who uh, is like a like a like a washed up drama drama teacher. Yeah. Um, there's a wandering troubadour who never gets named, who just plays guitar in the field in the park. And then uh, most importantly, there's the town weirdo Kirk, who is played by Guardians of the Galaxy's Sean Gunn. Yes, it is. That's yeah. where I know Sean. That's Gunn Craglin. From. That's Craglin. Yep, that's Craglin. And so Kirk's whole bit, I'm not gonna we're not gonna talk a lot about Kirk because he's not plot centric. He just he's just the the town weirdo. So Kirk's whole bit is that every episode he has like a different job. So like anytime they need to show somebody at a store or like a, a clerk or somebody who's like delivering something, it's always Kirk. And Kirk throughout the series has like 70 plus different yeah. individual jobs. Awesome. He he um they do it ends like the they do a bit towards the end where he ends up being like one of the richest people in Stars Hollow. <laughs> yeah. Cause like the town. He's just been saving all his money. <laughs> the town takes care of him and mm-hmm. then he saves all his money from these weird jobs. Kirk yeah. is the best. Kirk is like, like you should watch the show for Kirk and then yeah. stay for all of the other stuff. There's a couple of bonus links that I've put in here. Um, there's a compilation of all of Kirk's jobs and then a compilation of all the town hall meetings. Again, those are longer videos, so uh, we'll shoot up the links to all this stuff in the show notes. Um, if you're interested in this show, you can you can check it out later. It does look like the only reason they cast Sean Gunn in this was because Ben Schwartz was too young to be this role. Because yeah. this just looks like Ben Schwartz like <laughs> mm-hmm. seven years earlier. Sean Gunn was definitely cast because he is kind of goofy looking and willing to embarrass himself. I want to point out a a key factor of Stars Hollow specifically. It is a town where like magical realism happens on the regular. <laughs> um, that is a very like that is a a thing. Amy Sherman Palladino has talked about like is part of the whole reason like Lorelai settles there is like it is a semi magical town that like is never spelled out in the text of the show, but is is very much part of it. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a perfect summary, and and that's that's really what this show is. This this show is a a laying under a flannel blanket, drinking a hot cup of coffee while the rain taps at your window. Like this show is cozy core, <laughs> the definition of. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, let's get into it. So we're gonna do beat by beat here, as always. There is an imager link. We will also link that in the show notes. I will call out what images we're looking at. I'm going to go fast because these are just like, this happens, then this happens, then this happens. So uh, yeah, there's. we're going to also skip over a lot. Um, there's a lot of just like fun flavor. There's a lot of B and C plots. That a like lot of B and C plots. Definitely add to the character and appeal of the show, but like we'd be here forever if we yeah. covered all the B and C plots. Yeah, so. you guys don't need to know every time a town festival is happening. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Love it. So Rory is an incredibly precocious teen, top of her class, you know, very studious, always knows in a book, yada, yada. She's Belle. Rory she's is Belle. a Disney princess. She's a Disney princess to the point of like, she's got big doe eyes and everyone loves her. Rory has just gotten into the very prestigious Chilton Academy, which is located about 40, 45 minutes away in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, this is, you know, her whole goal in life is to go to Harvard. She loves Harvard, and this is this is the this is the path that will get her into Harvard. But there's a catch. Chilton Academy is a very expensive prep school, and by extension has a very, very large tuition fee. 
Now, like I said, Rory, um, Rory is a Disney princess. She's got big anime doe eyes. Um, she's <laughs> her, her whole, her whole pers- personality is that she's always in a book. She's always, and she's the thing about Rory is like, she's not remarkable as a person. She's just like cute and likable enough that you root for her. The whole town of Stars Hollow comes to a screeching halt whenever Rory needs it to, though, as yeah. well. Like, everyone in town, she is the golden child of yeah. every one of these Stars Hollow weirdos we just talked about. Yeah, adults fawn over her. Mm-hmm. Dudes trip over backwards to be with her. Yeah. When, uh, you know, girl, other teen girls envy her. Like, she is the main character syndrome in every regard. <laughs> Yeah, it's her world. We're just living in it. It's exactly. her world, and we're just living in it. And speaking of, it's her world. We're just living in it. Uh, we've also got Lorelai, who has the equal, who is just Rory plus sixteen years. So Lorelai yeah. has that exact same main character vibe, but with her kind of added distinguishedness is that she is genuinely funny and a very witty person. She's got a a good sense of humor, but she's also very kind of like sarcastic. She's a little bit of a rebel. She has a a very like natural, easy mm-hmm. charm about her like yeah, everyone who exactly. interacts with her can't help but be won over by Lorelai yeah and everybody loves Lorelai this is yeah. her town she is queen shit of our stars yep. hollow um and similar to Rory dudes bend over backwards to be with mm-hmm. her um so image one is our two main characters Lorelai and Rory and they are the main characters ergo we root for them she does have big anime doe eyes. I have, she does. Yeah. I kind of mm-hmm. didn't think you were being serious. No. But wow. There's a line that Lorelai literally says like, hey, big, like she calls her like a big doe eyes. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's her whole bit. You know, fun pet names for your daughter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. Normal things you call your normal children. But again, like, may I remind you that their relationship is they are best friends. Sure. Yeah. I'll throw out here that um, it's one of Lorelai's like character traits that she is permanently romantically unavailable. Because of Rory, quote unquote, right. it's it's also her like fierce independence that like it's been her and Rory since sixteen. So every time mm-hmm. one of these one of these guys like tries to tries to mac on her, she she turns into the ice queen and like yeah. shuts sure. him down. It's, yes, uh, exactly, it's and that's and that's that's Lorelai's character. So this 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 kind of comes first and foremost in the pilot because now they're faced with this this high tuition fee, Lorelai does have some family connections but until this point as kyle said it's been the two of them since for 16 years and lorelei has kept her parents very very much at a on a long leash christmas and easter i think is christmas and easter uh, the high holy days she's very she is not interested in asking for help she is fiercely independent to a fault and this is a character trait that you will see time and time again throughout this show unfortunately that stalemate is about to be broken because it's either Rory or Lorelai's pride. And unfortunately, like Rory wants to go to Harvard. Rory gets what she wants. So Lorelai is forced to ask her parents to help pay for Rory's tuition. And then we see we meet Emily and Richard Gilmore in image two. And they're they're rich people. I mean, they're rich white people. They're they're waspy wasps. Yeah. Bow tie to dinner. Exactly. Um, Emily is in the D.A.R. Like the daughters of the American Revolution. Mm -hmm. The whole thing. Emily's outfit is like the Hollywood outfit to show a, a rich like white yep. she she white. dresses like laura bush the whole series yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this is the this is this is it's like growing a beard to show that time has passed mm-hmm. you know like you put a blue blazer and pearls with shoulder pads on and that yeah. uh, she's rich yeah slowly over 10 rewatches emily goes from like villain to 
probably Hero. my favorite character of the show. Same. Like she is mm. I, yeah. Emily's such a well written good yeah. character. She she's she's the real hero of this series for yeah. sure. So um, Emily and Richard quickly identify this as an opportunity for them to kind of mend this gap, mend these ties between them and Lorelai, um, specifically for them to get closer to Rory. And as Kyle mentioned, this is kind of played on the surface as like, we're going to take Rory back and bring her into our <laughs> scary wasp world. But really, mm-hmm. it's like, no, they just want to be with their granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just want to be with their family. Lorelai is very much like, no, they've got, a, they've got an ulterior motive. Uh, you know, so she is like at every point of the way, like begrudgingly like against this. Um, but ultimately they decide. And so kind of the, the concept here is in return for them paying the tuition, Lorelai and Rory will go to Emily and Richard's uh, for every, every Friday night for dinner. And this is Friday night dinner. So this is a major kind of plot point and recurring setting is every Friday night it's they Friday go to night dinner. dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's 40% of the show. <laughs> yep. Like, you know, 10, 10% of the episodes, the conflict is, ah, something hap- is happening Friday. I can't go to Friday night dinner. Or I'm not mm. going to Friday night dinner because I'm fighting with so-and-so. Or unexpected guest is at Friday yeah. night dinner. We're going it's... to Friday night dinner and I don't want to admit that I'm with this new boy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm. Speaking of boys, Rory has a chance encounter with a mysterious boy who just moves to Stars Hollow. That mysterious boy is Dean, all American heartthrob and very nice man. They have a couple of awkward teen meet cutes around the town and Rory quickly becomes smitten. In image three, we see Dean in his bowl cut glory. Yeah, that's... That is uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas's fuck. Yep. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure yeah. is. Dean is your quintessential like doesn't have plans after high school guy. Yep. Like, yeah, he's... yeah, he's he's pure Americana. Yeah. Now, during this pilot episode, Rory and Lorelai constantly meet up in Luke's diner, which is another one of the major settings. Um, and it's this is the town's one cafe, <laughs> actually one of two cafes, <laughs> yes. run by the curmudgeonly thirty-something Luke Danes. So where where Dean is Rory's kind of, you know, new boy, Luke is Lorelai's guy. Luke is always seen wearing a ball cap and he has big get off my lawn energy. He's 30 going on 80. Um, but of course, he has a soft spot for Lorelai. He has a new flannel for every day. He has a um. new flannel. <laughs> Uh, so in image four, this is our boy, Luke, um, Luke and Lorelai will be serving as your court ordered. Will they, won't they for the next seven seasons? Seven yeah. seasons. <laughs> and yeah, so this is the show, as Kyle said. So Rory deals with the everyday ups and downs of high school, but dialed to 11 in this super affluent prep school environment while Lorelai navigates life as a single mom, hotel manager, and fiercely independent gal about town. Rory uh, starts school at Chilton, and she's quickly overwhelmed with difference in culture with this uppity prep school uh, versus her small, you know, kind of normie town. She's quickly ousted as the outsider in this group of filthy rich white kids, and that target is coming from Chilton's (laughs) Queen Bee, Paris Geller, in Image 5. Look at her. This yeah. is a wild image, man. It, I'm really happy I found that promotional image. So that's Paris and the cool girls. Paris is another A or S tier yeah. character of the yeah, show. For uh, sure. Paris is Paris is amazing. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to Paris, but for right now she's just playing the the kind of the mean girl kind of archetype. Yeah. Um Rory also gets targeted by the class's resident cool boy, Tristan, played by, of course, One Tree Hills Chad Michael Murray in image six. 
Is there a douchier name than Tristan? <laughs> there is hey, not, Matt. There's if you're not. Listening, no, if you're listening to this and your name's Tristan, not a douchey name. But outside of that... No, fuck you. No, no name, <laughs> name one cool Tristan. I can't. I don't know any. I'm sorry. I hey, if your name's Tristan and you're yeah. cool, you give us a five-star review and we'll know you exist, buddy. Yeah. And Chad Michael Murray um, embodies the name Tristan in this character. He sure does. Yes. Yeah, he's trust fund baby. So this mm-hmm. is our first kind of weird love triangle is like, you know, we've got Dean, who's like the the middle class Americana. And then we've got Tristan, who's the pampered rich boy. So we see Rory trying to balance her new work, her new workload, finding a way to fit in with all the spoiled kids at Chilton. Back in Stars Hollow, though, she has her best friend to lean on, which is the rebellious Lane Kim. Um, so Lane's Lane exists, exists throughout this whole show. <laughs> And when you talk about characters that just kind of like fall flat, I really want it. I really like Lane as a character, but like, man, she just has the, she has best friend. They don't friend. know what to do with her. Yeah, yeah. They just don't know what to do with her. You're telling me the first named character that isn't mm-hmm. blatantly Caucasian didn't get good character development? Yeah. It's weird, right? It's weird, yeah, right? There's nothing right. bad in her yeah. story. It's just like, it just it doesn't go anywhere. Puddles around for seven seasons. Yeah. yeah. So, so Lane's whole thing is that Lane's mom is super religious and conservative um, she doesn't allow Elaine to listen to music or watch TV. Again, she's, this is all of the conservative religious tropes. Um, well, Lane's it's, mom it's the is Asian mom tropes too. Which it's the Asian it mom tropes. Mm-hmm. There, there is a funny bit because like Lane's mom is <laughs> that weird, that very specific sect of Korean Christian, yes. which like is a thing, right? Like, oh yes, yeah. yeah. So her mom owns an antique store, and like she's she, Lane isn't allowed to do anything fun. That's the whole bit. Lane's mom, of course, wants Lane to find a nice Korean boy, which Lane certainly does not want to do. And this is Lane in Image 7. So after a steamy kiss in the back of the town's grocery store, the one grocery store, Dozie's Market, Rory and Dean start officially dating, which is, of course, to Lorelai's dismay. Things are pretty light and breezy with them until Dean, the starry-eyed kid as he is, just tells Rory he loves her, like, way too early because he's 16 and he's a dumb kid. Yeah, yeah. And Rory, of course, doesn't know what to do because she's also a 16 and a, and a dumb kid. Uh, Dean dumps her because he thinks she isn't into him. And uh, because, you know, everything about Dean is that, like, Rory Rory fucks with men's brains. I don't know. The thing about Rory is, like, Rory makes every man insane. Yes. <laughs> like, just insane. Is, is, this the, is this the car, Andrew? Not yet. We're not the car okay. yet. This is Has, just, is like, the he, Norma, yeah, he just, the Norma just, Dean like, episode. Have we gotten yes. there yet? I think we're okay. we're about there. Is, I don't want to talk about that episode. Is the, I don't know what that inside joke was. Right, is this fine. where we start spinning off the fan theories that like Rory is some sort of like succubus or evil evil I magic mean, user? I I don't think you're wrong. I, I yeah. like, look like I okay. I will go on record to say like I've introduced Rory as a Disney princess. She you know she doesn't really she doesn't have any real character until like middle of the show. I don't think Rory is a good person and and I don't think the show thinks Rory is a good person either. Yeah. And and that's actually confirmed when we come back and we visit L- Rory as a 30 something. Yeah. Who is she's done some pretty shitty things. Yeah. Um the Norm the Norma Dean episode just for for everyone um is a weird episode where Dean makes it known that they they watch like they watch an old 50s sitcom and Dean comments like, "Oh, how nice it it must have been to have your wife like waiting on you, dolled up and yeah. doting uh, yeah. when you get home from work. 
Your, so your, Rory, those looks on your faces are accurate. Well, so uh, Rory plans mm-hmm. a date where she no! does all that. No! Yeah, like 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 yeah. rents out a like rents a out house. a kitchen. Like oh man, like puts on a fifties dress and does the whole thing. Yeah, and Dean is like, "This is great," and the audience is like, "This feels like." fetish content yeah it's Ick. creepy yeah and and rory does it sarcastically like she doesn't do it honestly yeah she's not trying to like yeah right, make yeah. please a boy yeah. she does it sarcastically but like dean doesn't get it because dean's not very smart <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so yeah um that all's that's all a thing so again there's a there's a lot of b and c plots that are happening um Meanwhile, while all this is going on, all this boy trouble is going on, Emily and Richard begin to develop a relationship with Rory outside of Lorelai. And the three of them find that Rory actually has a lot more in common with them than they originally thought. Um, Rory and Richard bond over old books. You know, Rory, like, Rory kind of likes all this high society stuff. Like, she's interested. She's she likes into it. being a rich kid in a way. She likes that being Laurel- a rich kid. In a way that Lorelai really hated. Yeah. While this is going on, a series of incidents leads to Lorelai coming late to a parent-teacher meeting and hitting it off with Rory's English teacher, Max Medina. (laughs) Now, after Max pursues Lorelai a bit, the two start dating, which obviously does not help Rory's adjustment to Chilton. Um, They date for a bit, but Lorelai calls it off because, as Kyle mentioned, Rory always comes first. So Max Medina is in image eight. They get caught by students kissing in the school. Um, which mm. causes problems for Rory, as yeah. as you can imagine. As Who is that imagine. guy? That actor looks familiar. He's I'm not, not sure. Any, he, he's not he's, anyone. <laughs> he's done these sized parts. Oh, like he's a character actor. He's played this guy he's, in a lot of things. He's not yeah. in my list of uh, went on to do other things. Yeah, that's fine. The big twist halfway through season one, Rory's motorcycle driving dad Christopher <laughs> comes into uh, town. I was gonna ask about when the dad shows up. Yeah, leather jacket and all. So we learn about Christopher that he and Lorelai pretty much grew up together. They were, you know, their fr- their families were friends. They were both in this like rich high society and both hated it. So they bonded over that. They bonded over like listening to music in their listening room. Listening to Metallica. You know? Listening to Metallica. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, and they, you know, everybody knew that like they were going to get married. They were going to, you know, be destined to be together. Right. But when Lorelai uh, got teen pregnant and left for Stars Hollow, Christopher just went his own way. And and that's not he didn't like it's it's their relationship is weird because he didn't necessarily like ditch out. Like she told him, like, go live your life. He offered. Yeah. He, he was like, I'll get a job at my dad's company, at my rich dad's company, and we'll do yeah. the, the rich white thing. And she was like, No, we'll both yeah. we'll both hate each other if exactly. we do that. Go your own way. Um, that's not to say though that Christopher doesn't suck. Because Christopher sucks. <laughs> he does, and and he and he and he sucks in that very like tropey, estranged dad way. Because he rolls into town, he makes mm-hmm. a bunch of promises. He's like, "I'll buy, oh, Rory, I'll buy you this, I'll buy you that," but he has no money. And like he he says, "Like I'll show up, I'll take you to the ball game," and he never shows. You know, it's like that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Christopher is in image nine. Much like Lorelai is a lovable fuck up, Christopher yeah. is an unlovable fuck up. <laughs> He has his moments. He has his moments. Where you're like, where you're like oh, I could see it. And then he like yeah. fucks up again. The interesting thing about them is like the two of them have chemistry. Like yes. Lorelai and Christopher have a ton of history and they have really good chemistry. So like every time you see them on screen, you're like, oh shit. Like they fit in a way that Luke and Lorelai in the entire show never do. It reaches a point where he exclusively rolls into town to, to fuck shit up. And yep. Then, and then <laughs> Pretty <he> much. <laughs> good. Pretty much. So uh, the back half of season one, Rory goes from outcast to 
basically class president. She makes a name for herself sitting on the school paper, which just so also just also so happens to be headed up by Paris and the rest of the cool girls. Oh, it surely is. She yep, she yep, yep. she like gets her one up moment on Paris and that like cements her in this yeah. now now golden child of the new school as exactly. well. Exactly. There is a particular incident involving a Bangles concert because Lorelai's a cool mom and takes Rory and her friends to a Bangles concert <laughs> in New York. Bangles, huh? Yeah. 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 Walk like Egyptian the Bangles. That's right. That's wow. right. Because featured, Lorelai featured is, in the episode. Yeah. Featured in the Great. episode because Lorelai yeah. is a child of the 80s. Yeah. yeah. yeah um yeah. so uh but after the there's another incident in a college boys dorm. Basically after some of these things Rory and Paris actually kind of mend their relationship and they start to become friends and Rory and Paris will eventually become a thing and like they have this like best frenemy relationship where Paris is like a monster, but also like, <laughs> but also but really fucking funny. <laughs> really, really funny. Really, yeah. just great whenever she shows up and mm-hmm. is a monster, but also like is a monster f- for Rory. Rory on yeah, Rory's she, benefit. She's got she's got big mama bear energy. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Yeah. Uh, so the tale of season en- season one is Luke's ex girlfriend rolls into town because again people roll into town because it's, uh, yeah, it's it starts Hollins. That's, That's right. Yeah. Um, so the two of them reconnect, uh, but Luke's ex quickly picks up on the will they won't they vibe between he and Lorelai and dips out. The season ends with Rory finally gathering the courage to tell Dean that she loves him, and also Max Medina is still there and proposes to Lorelai because they've they've low key started dating again. So the last kind of cliffhanger is Max proposing to Lorelai in a very 2001 TV grand gesture. It's the daisies, right? It's the daisies. Okay. Yeah. hundred daisies or whatever bullshit. He, yeah, he proposes with a hundred daisies and then kick yeah. off kick off season two. So Great. season two, we pick up back with this proposal to which Lorelai initially says yes. But of course, after a few weeks, realizes she just really isn't in love with Max. And there's just something, something that doesn't fit right, you know? He's boring. Yeah, probably has to do with that diner guy or her motorcycle ex. Yeah, right. I I brought up the daisies because I want to point out this is one of the like bigger magical realism scene like oh, yeah, moments yeah. of the show. Season two opens with Lorelai and Rory walking through Stars Hollow, and there's daisies everywhere. Like every like every surface of the town is covered in daisies. After this, like waiting a year for the. Did she say yes or no to the proposal? I I, I need um, to publish an errata because my wife just texted me and said, Stars Hollow is too small for a mayor. Taylor is the town selectman. <laughs> I was going to say city manager, but I think that goes the other way. Yep. Anyway. Town selectman. That's right. That's yep. right. Anyway, speaking of cool motorcycle boys, a new challenger approaches. Luke's nephew comes to Stars Hollow from the big city. And Hell boy, yeah. is he edgy. The the oh, shadow man. to Dean Sonic. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! He he uh, sure is. Yeah, guys, allow me to introduce you to Jess, played by Milo Ventimiglia. Jess is super smart and reads a lot, but he is also a bad boy. He's really into um uh, Jack Kerouac. He's a Jack yeah. Kerouac guy. Oh yeah, yeah. So he, but he's also a bad boy and marches to the beat of his own drum. He's the polar opposite of all American Dean. Um, so Jess annoys Rory at first, but of course there's just uh, something about him. Something she can't about quit. Him. So Jess is in image 10 and I tried to find the most like <laughs> brooding picture. And I think this is good because the that way that he brooding. holds a book is like very weird. Yeah, <laughs> to, it sure is. To show that he doesn't, he like... doesn't live by society's rules. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't no live one's by your ever rules. read a book like that. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> 
nobody's ever read a book like that and nobody's ever sat on a bench with their yeah. hand in their it's, jeans yeah yeah hand <laughs> hand in one hand in pocket the other hand just clawing the book yeah let me say it's great i did not watch this show until like 2011 or 12 no idea who jess jess was I wanted to be Jess in 2003 when like, Same. <laughs> he is who I wanted, who I wanted right. to be yeah. when I was 13 years old. You're edgy, but cultured. I need to remind you guys that like nobody in this show is inherently good, right? Like, yeah, and, and right. I don't think the show tries to portray them as such. Like Jess is a shithead. Dean is also kind of, <laughs> Dean also kind of sucks, but like, man, if I don't laugh every time Jess is on the scene, is <laughs> on the stage, like it's just really good. Well, I think there's some credit to be given there that like, the obviously the people who created the show realized that you can't show how idyllic somewhere is if there mm -hmm. isn't a little bit of conflict mm -hmm. and the yeah. easiest way to breed a little bit of conflict is to have all your characters be kind of shitty and yeah I, exactly I vibe with that yeah all of the scenes of luke and jess especially like being two men who can't talk to each other oh my is, god it's good so <laughs> such good tv yeah it's just like it's like that toxic masculinity, but so far over that yeah. it's like kind of heartwarming and endearing, yeah. you know? It comes back around. They're trying to break yeah. through the toxic masculinity, but they they can't. But it's... They can't because it's 2002. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so, so good. Yeah, so Jess, of course, is a new force to Stars Hollow. And 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 everybody aside from Luke and Rory fucking hates him. <laughs> He's... He's brooding. He's standoffish. He tells off Lorelai, which is a cardinal sin in Sars Hollow. The reason that he's here is so the whole kind of de plot device here is that Luke is taking him from taking him in from his sister, from Luke's sister, who is like we don't really know the details, but like it's implied that she's kind of like floating around from boyfriend to boyfriend. Um, and Jess and his her, his mom have a falling out. Jess is like the picturesque version, the encapsulation of "You're not my real dad." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and but wait, okay. But he's Luke's nephew. Correct. Yeah. And and Luke is the will they won't they diner guy. That's correct. Yes. So yeah. if so if Luke and Lorelai end up together, these two are cousins. Hey Matt, you're not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> okay. And and well, and this is the weird thing about season 2 and 3 because now we start this kind of like love triangle will they won't they with Rory and Jess, but also Luke and Lorelai are not together. So, like, Luke and Lorelai are kind of into each other. Jess and or Rory and Jess are kind of into each other, but they also aren't. Luke and Lorelai is a slow burn. Oh, a slow burn. Oh, yeah. Um, so I they're mean, like they seven seasons. So they they mm -hmm. banter. They're, you know, they they banter and the audience is like, ah, oh, they're going to get together eventually. But like, mm -hmm. we're, we're not there. We're not there yeah. yet. We're so okay. far from being ready for yeah. that. <laughs> okay, fair. So Jess continues to be a force for chaos throughout Stars Hollow, and of course he quickly gains the ire of All-American Dean, who of course sees Jess as a threat to their relationship. Because Rory can't stop obviously making yeah. blue eyes at yeah, Jess exactly. whenever he like Jeez. walks into frame. Yeah, because yeah. like Je Rory's like every time she's with Dean, is like, I wonder what Jess is up to right now. <laughs> Awesome. So Jess is smarter than Dean and knows this and takes every attempt to troll Dean, which is also just very funny. And uh, this is the absolute best love triangle of the series. Not the only one, not the last one, but the best one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair. So, uh, so we see. So back to Lorelai. She's dealing with the fallout of her broken engagement and cleaning up the mess that uh, that was made between her and Emily. Every time Lorelai breaks up with a boyfriend, mm -hmm. it 
it causes strife with her and yeah. Emily because Emily's exactly main goal in life is to make an honest woman out of her daughter, basically. Yeah. And and the show the shows does every once in a while we'll get these like Lorelai and Emily bottle episodes, which mm-hmm. are some of the best in writing, honestly, because Lorelai and Emily does this like they they always put them in fun capers like Lorelai and Emily at a bachelorette party, Lorelai and Emily at a fancy spa, Lorelai and Emily at a seedy bar picking up men. Like it's just yeah. like there's there's all these fun hijinks that they get into. Christopher rolls back into town as he has wanted to do, but this time he's got a serious girlfriend and her name is Sherry. Um, that he met he met at work. She's in marketing. That's what he says. <laughs> Um, oh wow the 2000s yes Kyle mentioned Emily blames Lorelai for not quote holding on to Christopher which is a legitimately fucked up thing and very right. must be old person yeah, thing yeah, to say yeah. um, a new music shop opens up in Stars Hollow, Hollow <laughs> which is owned by Carol King that's where Carol uh, King shows up actual now is this like Carol King named Carol King it, she's got a character and her name is Sophie her name's Carol King, but the K and the C are reversed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, character like a Donkey King. Kong Country uh, character. She has uh-huh. a character name, but it's very much like, like, look, Carol King's Carol King's in our <laughs> yeah. episode again. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. Cheryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Cheryl, um, Cheryl King. And, and Lane immediately falls in love with the drum set that's on sale and decides that she's going to be a drummer. And that's Lane's entire character arc. There you go. Uh, yep. So Luke asks Rory to tutor Jess, who is on the verge of flunking out of school. Rory attempts to, but of course, like Jess is not interested in this. And instead, he the and his bad boy charm convinces Lori to, or convinces Rory to, Rory to go. <laughs> sorry, Lori, Rory, Rory, Lorelai. Jess convinces Rory to go on a drive for ice cream. Now, this drive is by way of the car that Dean like built for Rory. The love car Dean built for this. Like, it's a love car. He was like, Rory, I love you. I'm building this, rebuilding this car for you. And that causes, yeah. caused one of their early spirals. Yeah. Yep. He like, he built this car at like 17. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm not, yeah. I understand how things work in this world. I'm just clarifying. The show wants you to know that he's very much not smart, but also he built a car. Right. He's, right. he's, he's hands smart. He's yeah, a, he's, bl- he's a working he's blue guy. collar. He's a working yeah. man. He's a working man. Yeah. yeah. He would have dropped out of high school, but he, they had a Votech program. That's right. Uh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. There's no Votech in Sars Hollow. That's that's not that's not glitzy <laughs> enough. There's I doubt there's a single Votech in Connecticut, and yeah. <laughs> <That's also true. laughs> so Jess drives the car that Dean the love car that Dean built for Rory. And of course, what does he do, guys? What what do you think he does? He gonna wreck it. He gonna wreck yeah, it. He, he absolutely gonna it. wreck it. So Lorelai flips out and blames Luke for Jess being an absolute menace to their town. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Jess, Jess goes whatever and leaves and heads back to New York and Luke and Lorelai come to terms and Jess is everybody kind of sigh, breathes a sigh of relief because finally Jess is out of our lives for good for good for good and for he's never once coming and back. for all for at so, least a season perhaps <laughs> so Lorelai's arc here is that she's graduating from business school because her dream is to own her own hotel. May I remind you that she's kind of managing this other B&B. She wants to open up her own hotel, she and Suki. In Stars Hollow, where where there's not room for yes. another hotel? Well, maybe there will be later. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> no, I think we know about it at this point. There is an abandoned hotel that has conveniently. been on, <laughs> conveniently on the outskirts of town yeah. this whole time, and that's yeah. been like on their vision board Incredible. this whole time. Is we're going to buy the Dragonfly Inn and and own and operate yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, 
Christopher's kind of in and out at this point, but again, he's he's got a very serious girlfriend. Except they're not a very serious relationship because he literally admits to Lorelai that like I'm about to break up with her, and then as soon as they're about to kiss, he gets a phone call saying that she's pregnant. Of course. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. Yep. Boy, this show is a trope machine. It's oh, good, yeah. man. It's good. It's cozy core to the max. Uh. So so they don't they don't get together and Christopher decides to stay with Lori or Jesus Lor- Christ Lorelai. <laughs> no, Christopher decides to stay with Sherry. There's a lot of white bread Sherry. names here. Rory skips out on Lorelai's graduation ceremony to take a bus to secretly see Jess in New York. And season two ends with Jess asking Luke if he can come back to live in Stars Hollow. He wasn't I, even gone no, that long. No, it was like three no, it was episodes. like two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so season three reignites our love triangle with Jess back in town and Rory again all into his whole vibe and Dean also super pissed about the whole situation. Um, at this point, like, this is kind of funny. Like, Dean is just in, like, super puppy dog mode. Like, he's simping hard. He's simping hard. And it's like, you almost feel bad for him, but also you're like, dude, chill. And even at a point where, like, Lorelai is like, dude, bro, chill. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but also Lorelai's like, hey, Rory, can you just like cut this other guy off and just date Jess already? Because like, holy shit, man. Like, yeah, ooh, like you're leading, this is rough. leading Dean on. Um, Lane hooks up with a local band who is just so happen in need of a drummer and meets Dave Rogowski, the heartthrob <laughs> lead guitarist played by Adam Brody in Image oh, Eleven. God. What the hell? We haven't had the guitar playing boy yet. So yeah. they're playing uh, a gig at Lane's church mm-hmm. to to try and win lane's mom over on day yeah is that so, is the plot we're w- witnessing there exactly so season three with lane is lane is is just trying to trick her mom into letting her date dave rogowski who yeah. is adam brody pre doc huh. that's it that it's cute okay um, so lorelei and rory somehow get pulled into helping christopher's girlfriend sherry plan a baby shower which is weird <laughs> um jess shows up with a new car and refuses to tell anybody how he got it and they, they, everybody assumes that he stole it. That's a thing. And then uh, the whole Dean, Jess, Rory love triangle comes to a head at the Stars Hollow Dance Marathon. This is a big episode, you guys. This is a big episode. This is, uh, this is um, what's the episode of The Office? Uh, this the is di- the, the dinner the party? Beach, yeah, this is the Beach Olympics oh. of... Oh, of, Beach Olympics. This is yeah. Beach Olympics. This is Beach like Day the, the red. Yeah. The red wedding in Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's the red wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, the, it's not that. <laughs> Yeah, everybody fucking dies. I haven't watched Game of Thrones or The Office. That was really funny, Matt. Um, Beach Day or um, the the We Were on a Break episode of Friends. Yep. Or like yeah. the, the See, also, two. We Were on a Break. It's another yeah. show yep. I haven't watched. Fuck. So uh, <laughs> Dean, during the Stars Hollow Dance Marathon, there's some hijinks and goo-goo eyes and, and you know, other, other stuff that happens. And Dean's like, finally, like, fuck this. I'm out. I'm done. Um, and then... Jess and Rory. Rory is heartbroken, but literally starts dating Jess like 24 hours later. Yeah. Um, at one point, Richard's mother, uh, Trix, came to, comes into town. And I don't want to talk a lot about Trix Gilmore, but like just to note that it's revealed that Richard's mother is doing did like an Eleanor Roosevelt FDR thing where like it's what? revealed huh? that they're closer cousins than they should be. Richard's mother and father oh. were first cousins. Yeah. In that, like, Trix's name, there, there's a comment where it's like, oh, like, who's the Gilmore? Like, did Trix inherit the name Gilmore? And, like, oh, no, she's the Gilmore. And, like, we're both the Gilmore. We're both Gilmore. Oh, oh. To, to, and I quote, keep the bloodline pure. No! 
nah. yeah. <laughs> so this is this is when this is when the waspy stuff gets a little uh, like oh it gets a yeah. little oh god yeah. oh yeah. boy i didn't wow i didn't see that coming okay. yeah i'm yeah, back it's rough <laughs> I thought you said this shit was cozy. It's very funny that that Richard's mom is played by Marion Ross. Richard's sister is also played by Marion Ross. That's really funny, <laughs> and yeah. it's really funny. And they they do a they do a um a landfill thing where like Richard's oh, sister <laughs> Richard's sister comes to the the funeral for his mom later on in the show, and yeah. it's just fucking Marion Ross. <laughs> Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> it's very, it's good. There's a, there's a couple examples of that. I, there's another one I'll point out later that's pretty funny. Rory and Jess are now legit dating, but things are definitely not as cracked up as Rory thought they would be. Jess, unlike Dean, is just not a boyfriend guy. He's just not a boyfriend guy. She can't. He, she can't fix him. She can't fix no. him. You guys, like, he doesn't. He doesn't call. He just kind of shows up wherever he wants, whenever he wants to. Like, he's doing his own thing, right? And it's just, it's not working. Rory and Paris are planning for graduation. So this is, may I remind you, their senior year of Chilton. And, and again, they're, they're pretty much like, they're straight up frenemies at this point. They're neck and neck as like valedictorian. Um, Paris wants to run for president and convinces Rory to run for vice president. And then halfway through that, like Paris stops showing up to stuff. So of course, Rory gets, becomes the de facto president, which like Paris is upset because like you took this from me, blah, blah. Well, uh, may I remind you that like Rory's whole thing was that she wants to get into Harvard. Right. So, you know, she went to Chilton, she went to Harvard, blah, blah, blah. Um, Rory and Paris both want to get into Harvard. We find out Paris does not get into Harvard and Rory does because everything happens for Rory that she yeah. wants. She gets everything yeah. that she wants. And Paris flames out hard. And, and I, 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 I uh, linked this scene because I think this is probably one of the best Paris moments is uh, the two of them are giving some speech at school and Paris just like absolutely loses her mind because she had sex with this boy that she met who like genuinely like they were into each other. And then she shows up the next day and she's like, I didn't get into Harvard because I had sex. And she shows up, she's like wearing like a tracksuit. Um, she's like, she's a mess. And it's, it's a really funny scene. I think um, it's, I don't think it's exactly like them giving the co valedictorian speech, but it's something yeah. like that. It's yeah, very, it's, it's, the, the whole enough. in front of the whole school, she like has this breakdown yeah. and it's the best. Don't worry. Paris is going to be fine. Yeah. So Kyle mentioned the the whole B and B thing, and and Matt asked like, well, how's Lorelai gonna gonna open a a <laughs> a second B and B in Stars Hollow? Well, you see, Matt, what happens is the Independence Inn burns down in a wildfire. A wildfire <laughs> in Connecticut, <laughs> Andrew. What? That's correct. What? That's correct. I don't think it's a wildfire. I think it's just like uh, it's, it's like a it's like a free, fire or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like an electrical fire. It's yeah. an old building. There's you know, a big old difference. Yeah, between a different. grease fire and a wildfire. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. I wrote wildfire. It was very late when I wrote this. Okay, a, a fire uh, happens. A fire happens. Somebody does an arson. It's wild. The fire is wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like wild in that 2002 yeah. kind of way. Yeah, and it's fine because the owner of the Independence Inn is super chill. She gets the money. It's all good. <laughs> Lorelai and Suki then buy or uh, set their sights to purchase the Dragonfly Inn, the abandoned Dragonfly Inn, to reopen that as their own their own deal. So back to Rory. Um, Rory's whole again. Rory gets into Harvard, but also gets into Yale. And this is a whole thing where like, so Richard and Emily went to Yale. Rory goes to visit Yale, kind of out, off, you know, in a in secret a little bit and this is like kind of this like ad hoc thing and richard and emily really want rory to go to yale because it's close to them and it's like again like 
hey, you know, she's back in our world. There's blah, the blah, legacy blah. thing, the yeah. Yep, all that stuff. Plus, Harvard didn't want to pay to they. Harvard mm-hmm. wouldn't let him shoot at Harvard. In, in the next season. Exactly, is the, exactly. Is the, no uh, shit, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yale, Yale was like, Yale was like, yeah, we'll let you use Yale footage and stuff in Harvard. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Very funny. It's not. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so this is kind of a thing uh, in the back half of season three where Lorelai is furious because, you know, again, she sees this as some sort of betrayal that, like, they're they're pulling Rory into this Yale world, blah, blah, blah. Well, despite Rory... One, you know, go wanting to go to Harvard her whole life. She she goes to Yale. She decides that she goes she goes to Yale, and that's it. Um, so their senioritis moment is, uh, you know, Rory's still kind of dating Jess. They they seem to kind of mend some ties a little bit. Um, they go to a house party where Lane's band is playing, but the party ends up as a fucking disaster. This is the most like teen drama part of this show. Yeah. Yeah. So Lane gets super drunk and she calls her mom to tell her that she's been secretly dating a white boy named Dave. Um, <laughs> and then there's a really ooky, some ooky stuff where Jess tries to pressure Rory into sex in that like early 2000s teenage boy kind of way. Yeah. It has a very, a very special episode vibe to it. Yeah. Where like, yeah. like the lesson is like how to, how to deal with that. But it's, it's, it's the weird. after school special episode. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it feels bad. Um, yeah. and like, it doesn't, he doesn't like, you know, they, they, it, it happens, it's very quick and then they move on. Mm-hmm. Um, of course Dean's there and of course Dean attacks Jess and there's right. an all out fist fight that, that ends in the, in the, in a brawl on the lawn. Rory like stumbles out of the room with like a few tears in her eyes and, yeah. and Dean is there and then Jess like all like follows out of the room and Dean's just like sees red and go like, doesn't say a word and starts swinging at Jess. It's, yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. Jess and Rory's relationship pretty much uh, comes to a head when Jess is finally told straight up like, hey, man, you're not graduating. You haven't come to class for six months. And it's revealed that he hasn't come to class because he's just been working at Walmart. Yep. What? Full time job. Employee of the month even. Yeah. Walmart. (laughs) He's employee of the month at Walmart. All right. What a weird twist. Luke gets a call yeah. that he's like, hey, we're honoring your son, your nephew as employee of the month. Do you want to come? You know, how, how it happens when you do well at work, they call your parents or yeah. your uncle. Yeah, yeah, you know that. Uh-huh. Um, and and again, that's the one and only chain that's ever mentioned in this mm-hmm. show. And you never see Walmart. You just see a, you see a vest once. Um, so Jess is told that he can't go to prom that means he can't take rory to prom and he's not graduating so he just he just dips out he skips out and he leaves stars hollow this time for good and i should note that there's an entire episode where jess leaves and goes to venice beach to star in a spin-off plot that never happened or in a, a spin-off pilot that never took off oh, so do you guys so matt fun. do you remember that that episode of uh, agents of shield with um i know adrian, what you're talking adrian, about actually. is it adrian adrian Pilecki? Pilecki, yeah. Bobby Morse the first yes, time? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was like, we're going to do this whole other sideshow with Adrian mm-hmm. Pilecki. And- oh, is th- wait, is that is this spinoff the one that... Oh, no, that those li- those years don't line up. I'm no. saying this is the same vibe. The same, where, like, the same episode. Shows oh. do this a lot. Where, yeah, where yeah. Shows do this a lot. Well, they'll kind of like warm pitch a pilot. Yeah. So, so Je- there's this whole like side episode where Jess goes to Venice Beach and he meets, and he meets up dad. with his dad who is like just kind of a deadbeat piece of shit but his dad he's, is married but he's finally turning his life around he's he finally a, turning his life he around he owns a hot dog stand on Venice yeah. Beach yeah what? and and his dad lives with this other woman who's like kind of quirky like very Lorelai-esque 
Um, and and Jess meets all these like weird, lovable goofballs in Venice Beach and learns that the Stars Hollow was inside of us the whole time. Yeah, the real Stars Hollow was the friends we made along the way. Yeah. They're setting up the Venice Beach vendors to be this like other Stars mm-hmm. Hollow for Jess to go be in, but the show yeah. never takes off. Dwight's farm episode of yes. the Office the, is the, another. They saw another... the farm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, season three ends with Rory graduating from Chilton, Chilton as the valedictorian, ready to start her new life at Yale. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will talk about the Yale years. Have you ever thought about movies like Con Air, City of Angels, Kiss of Death? These Nick Cage movies, Todd? Well, yeah, yeah, they are. But you know what's different okay. about some Nick Cage movies? I literally think about Nick Cage movies every day of my life. What's different about these Nick Cage movies, Todd? It's not those ones. It's, it's just Nick Cage movies in general? It's The Wicker Man. Because what you see is you got a cage to contain your Nicks. And that is what <laughs> Manscaped does for you. All right. Oh, wow. <sighs> okay. That would have worked All for right. Conair as well. Explain. He's a prisoner. The, the, the plane is full of convicts. Conair. It's the whole thing. I'll tell you what the whole thing is, Kyle. <laughs> Support for Debate This is brought to you by Manscaped, who is, in fact, the best and below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Hey, we talk a lot about Manscaped. And we appreciate their support for this show. I think the last time we talked about this, I said I had just bought the Beard Hedger. Highly suggest it. I get a lot of targeted ads for this. Thanks, Manscaped. It's pretty good. (laughs) Ignore the targeted ads. It's like a dude on the golf course talking about how big it should be. It's a strange energy. (laughs) But the Beard Hedger is very good. Ignore the targeted ads. Do not ignore this ad. Yeah. Because this is is an ad for how you can use it. For one, it is not targeted. And for two, this is an ad I about mean, how you it's can targeted. Use code debate this. Go ahead, make the joke. It's targeted toward people that like puns. Go ahead. Yeah, it is. It's targeted towards people who like puns. You can use code debate this, all one word, at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That is code debate this to get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. TM. We are back. I'm going to cover seasons four through seven here. Uh, the Yale years. We start season four with Rory and Lorelai returning from their long planned graduation trip to Europe. It's a it's a talking point all through season three that when they when Rory graduates, they're going to backpack Europe and we get an update of the goings on in Stars Hollow. Uh, Taylor is still a pain in the ass. Uh, Rory is the only child that matters to the denizens of Stars Hollow. And Luke got married on a boat. But it's okay, because they're also getting a divorce. And Wait, Luke the diner guy got married on yeah. a boat? 
Luke yeah. the diner guy got married on a boat, but it's oh, okay because they got back and were like, we shouldn't have gotten married on that boat and are getting a divorce. That all happened in the in the season break, if you will. And oh, what? Rory wrote down the wrong date for orientation, and it's not in a week, but it's in two days. So we get a fun episode of <laughs> ah, Rory and Lorelai scrambling Perfect. around to do all of their like before you go off to college things um, in two days. Uh, Luke agrees to help Lorelai move Rory in. More antics ensue. The will they, won't they starts up again. I want to interject and, and just show. I think this is a good example. So this episode in particular is a good, is a really good example and a reminder that like Luke is the closest thing that Rory's ever actually had to add to an actual dad yes. um, in her life. Because like, again, this is a very small town. They've been going to Luke's diner for years and Lorelai and Luke have always had this relationship. So like Luke has always kind of been this like almost dad to, to Rory. And <clears throat> I think like him moving her into college is like the perfect like encapsulation of that relationship. Yes. Uh, that'll be a problem later. That will be uh, a problem later, which is why I brought it up. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Andrew. So Rory moves into a college dorm that is way nicer than any anywhere I have ever lived in my entire life. Yeah. Um, it's a, a four suite dorm room that they just get as freshmen. Um, and we meet Rory's new roommates. Um, we have a hyper competitive soccer player. A 15-year-old who, prodigy, who, like, graduated early and is at Yale as a 15-year-old. Um, so she's super weird and out of touch with everything. And the last roommate is, drumroll please, Paris Geller. Paris, Paris Geller. She's hey. back. Paris Geller didn't get, into, didn't get into Harvard, so she came to Yale. And, oh, darn. Um, and is Rory's yeah, roommate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we also meet Marty, a new potential love interest for Rory. Um, we meet him passed out naked in the hallway and he will be referred to as naked guy for pretty much the rest of the show <laughs> yeah he's Neat. he's marty naked guy every time yeah, he shows he's, up he's he's weird he's awkward he sucks yeah they're meet cute uh rory gives him like her bat. she like goes out to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night because it's a dorm and they don't have a door a bathroom in their four-person dorm Oh um, yeah, that's that's it. That's the thing they don't have. Yeah. Um so, and like he's passed out naked on the floor, so she gives him her bathrobe. And that's that's the, the meat cute. That's the meat cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lorelai and Snooky are struggling with Suki. Suki is a different thing. No I difference. Type, I type I made that typo last <laughs> night and fixed it and said, I'm gonna mess that up in the morning. Uh, <laughs> you sure are. Lorelai and Suki are struggling to raise money slash survive while the independence Inn is closed and the dragonfly Inn is not yet open and functional. So they, they take up freelancing catering gigs as a side job and, and that has its own problems. As they, you can they do a Lord of the Rings party because this was like 2003, <laughs> 2003. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do a, a very, very tonally weird Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings party. Um, huh. Luke struggles with his emotions as he's like going through this divorce, but also, clearly in love with Lorelai, but he doesn't know what emotions are, so he struggles with that. And Rory struggles with, with Yale. But, like, normal freshman struggles. Like, yeah. like, my roommates are weird. My grandma wants to buy me a very expensive living room set and puts it in my dorm without my permission. You know how, um, how you do. Uh, mm-hmm. someone, someone is sitting under my favorite book reading tree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> normal... Normal first year of college struggles. Richard is um, 
getting pushed out of his company we get a couple scenes in season three where he acknowledges like oh they're they're doing the like i'm getting old thing and like handing off some of my client my less important clients to new people they're phasing me out uh so richard is approached by his former partner's son jason styles aka digger digger um, which we have in an image 12 um who wants to go into business with him this guy's um, got cocaine eyes, Kyle. This yeah. guy <laughs> does have cocaine eyes. This guy definitely does coke. Um, I love Digger. He's my favorite of, of the boys. This man looks insane. Yeah, he's uh, he's very likable, and he's like he's actually so he's a very much like a, a foil to Christopher, where he also grew up in this like high society, but kind of hates it, and is also a child of the '80s TM, and like can go toe-to-toe with Lorelai on her, like, wild, insane diatribes and, mm-hmm. and quips and wit and all that. Yeah. He's, he's fun. He's a good dude. Um, so they do that. Richard and Digger go into business together, and then Lorelai starts dating Digger behind everyone's back. Uh, they have this secret l- relationship for most of this season. This will be a problem later. On a return trip to Stars Hollow, Rory bumps into Dean. They awkwardly catch up, and we learn Dean is getting married. Only, like, six months late um, into his relationship. They are maybe 19, may I remind you? They are right. freshly graduated from high school. Uh, this will also be a problem later. I'm seeing a theme. I'm seeing a yeah. theme of there's, like, six core relationships that don't ever <laughs> go away. They just change. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luke now starts dating his still wife as as they they commiserate about the divorce process together and then they start dating again um which what? sends yeah <laughs> yeah it's a whole thing they oh, were, it, it's it's kind of a like yeah we shouldn't have gotten married on that boat but that doesn't mean we don't work as a couple we just like shouldn't have gotten married on that boat sure um okay. Lore, this sends Lorelai into a tailspin because she finally like starts thinking of Luke in that way, like out loud to herself mm-hmm. as well, so that causes uh, Lorelai to to start to spiral. A sort of B plot: Rory and Paris start working for the Yale Daily News. We meet some some cast of characters there, including a a future ongoing character named Doyle. Uh, Doyle, who, I love Doyle. Doyle is, Doyle is great. Doyle and Doyle and Paris end up together. Well, I'll just mm-hmm. spoil that now because I'll. I don't know where it exactly it happens down the line. Yeah, Doyle is great because Doyle is like eight, 19 going on 45, yeah. <laughs> you know? So he's like, he's like, he's this like tired, like he's this tired editor in chief. Like he's been doing this for 30 years, you know? He's just like, <laughs> but and only he's, three he's months. just stressed out. Yeah, and this, yeah. this dude is maybe 20. Like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Doyle, Doyle is a great like pairing with Paris. They're excellent together. We get some... Yale Daily News B plots. They get hazed like they're in a, a fraternity or sorority. Um, they get, you know, they have to go chase down stories out of their comfort zone. Uh, there's a, a good plot where Rory writes this awful review of a ball- of a ballet performance and like gets threatened by the ballerina later on because <laughs> she's she's awful to this poor woman. But as as an assignment um, for the newspaper. Paris has to interview a professor on campus, Asher Fleming, who is this tenured, world-renowned author, blah, blah, blah. And 
Paris and Asher start dating, which is icky, which is Gross. icky, weird. We, it's image 13. You can see he is thrice a, her age. He is yep. an old, old. He's grandpa. Yeah. It's Basil Exposition from... It's Basil Exposition from the Austin Powers movies, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I hate every single inch of that. Everybody does. Everyone, everybody does. Everybody, everyone I'm disliked that. Do. Yeah. I think Andrew took it out. Lane's band, their name is Hep Alien. Um, it's That's what it is. We all have to deal with that as well here in Why? 2023. Who came up... Who thought that was a funny joke? <laughs> That sucks. That's not even funny. It's mid-2000s, man. God damn. So Dave leaves to go be on the OC. Um, That is about about as much of the explanation we get in show as well. Yeah. He went to college. He went to another school. (laughs) He died on the way back to his planet. It's it's literally (laughs) like, sucks that Dave went to school. We got to find a new guitarist now. So we we get an episode of Guitar Auditions. And um, this gives us our other new character, Gil, uh, the aging rocker who wants to get back in the game. Um, he's image 14. He's played by Skid Rose, Sebastian Bach. Holy no, shit, I did not know no, this. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Okay, Matt's first all off, the way in. When I looked at this picture, I thought it was Stevie Nicks. This is such an old picture <laughs> of Sebastian Bach. I thought it was Stevie Nicks. Second off, this is... Far beyond Skid Row's prime, this was like Sebastian oh. Bach trying to do a solo tour and yeah. it was not working. Yeah, he, <laughs> while he was on Gilmore Girls, because he's on for the remainder of the run, he what? Yeah, he's he got three really good. Out of and, this guy? Yeah, and he's great. He's, <laughs> he's really funny. He's hilarious because he's just so wholesome and just like so into playing in a band and like. The other people are children. <laughs> he's kind of like, um, he's very similar to like Jack Black's character in School of Rock, mm-hmm. where yeah. he like, he really believes in the power of rock and roll and he's <laughs> yeah. super wholesome about it. And that's, that's his whole yeah. character. He also owns a sub shop. <laughs> and he owns a sub shop. Um, he's Meatloaf from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Um, I, I love Gil. Um, and he- and we get an episode where where the band sneaks Lane out of her house so they can go play a show in New York at one a.m. They get a they book a spot at at this club and they the spot they book is one a.m. Like if you can come play it, it's yours. And they're like, we have to go play it. Everyone played this club, mm-hmm. so they sneak Lane out. Um, they get caught and Lane gets kicked out of her house. So um, Zach Brian the lead singer and bassist of the band and Lane all move in together, um, creating a new, a new set piece. This, and this will be a problem later. <laughs> yeah. This will be a problem later. Um, Jess rolls back into town to pick hey. up his car. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, great. Um, and, and causes no problems at all for anybody. Luke and Rory both get to tell him how they, how they feel and like how him leaving sucked, how just him, Bouncing out of town sucked, and they get to tell him off. And this kind of begins Luke's kind of emotional journey, where he starts to, like, peel through his layers of ta- toxic masculinity for the rest isn't of the this, show. Isn't this when Jess is, like, if he tells Luke something, is like, hey, if you want to just, like, date Laura, just fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, li- like literally, he's like, you should, he's like, everyone knows, ask her out. And that's, and Luke is like, hmm. what do you mean? He's like, you know what I mean. Like, do it. And then he leaves again. Yeah. 
because Jess turns into this like weird like the the sage old janitor like he yeah. just the rest of the show he just so, he just shows up and it's like he's wise beyond his years and he just gives people advice and then he leaves he, again he shows up when when different characters are having their low moments yeah. when they need tough love and he says exactly the tough love that they need to hear and then he and then leaves again <laughs> just, um it's great yeah so Rory keeps having different Yale freshman problems uh, Paris continues to date her professor, and Lorelai gets some bad news. Uh, the repairs for the Dragonfly are racking up, and she's about $10,000 short of finishing it. The crew is, like, she's behind on payments to the crew. They're going to have to stop work soon. It's a whole whole big thing. But it's okay, because Luke is going to loan her the money. Quote, unquote, loan her the money. Um, Luke gives her $10,000, like, no questions asked. We, this is when we start to find out Luke is like also secretly loaded from years of just owning mm-hmm. this diner. From being um, the diner guy. Yeah. The only diner. The only diner. Well, um, there's, uh, there's well, two. There's, so there's far, two. we, the audience, two. know of one diner. Yeah. So that, that all works out. Uh, Trix comes back into town, Richard's mom. Um, but this time she's a nightmare. She's awful. She treats Emily even more like shit than she did last time. So much so that Richard, like, finally stands up to his mom for the first time, what seems like the first time in his life. He's like, you can't treat my wife this way. I need you to leave. I know you're my mom, but I need you to leave. And she does, and then promptly dies. She dies <laughs> like two episodes later. <laughs> Whoops! That's um, when she does her little like landfill Marion Ross bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, this sends Richard into a spiral, which sends Emily into a spiral. There's also a whole bit where... Um, Richard's old fiance, who he was engaged to before he left her for Emily, rolls into town. Penelin Watt, that trollop. <laughs> Penelin Lott. Um, we learn that not only has Richard been secretly seeing Penelin Lott once a year, Ooh. the entire time Richard and Emily have been yeah, married. Scandalous. Um, we, we learn that, and then we learn that Trix wrote Richard a letter the night before Emily and his wedding, telling him cancel this wedding and go back to Pendle and Lot. So when Trix dies, Emily feels free and starts living it the way she feels like Lorelai has lived her whole life. She just like starts drinking in the afternoon. <laughs> she starts wearing quote unquote, her sluttiest clothes, which is, are still like is old the, woman waspy clothes. Was this the uh, only, only prostitutes have two glasses yeah. of wine at lunch? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's some good lines. Uh, it sure was. Mm-hmm. So we kind of deal with the fallout of that. Richard recovers, which causes Emily to recover. There's still tension. They're still very like very mad at each other, but they're not drinking all day anymore. Richard is leaving his bedroom and going to the office again. Um, when Digger's father shows up and drops some news that A... The way you left my business and stole stole half my clients, I'm coming for you now. I'm coming for you specifically because I know you leveraged the Gilmore fortune um, against your business to like get it off the ground. And I know by crushing you, I will destroy your family. And then drops the bomb. Oh yeah, my son and your daughter have been secretly seeing each other for months behind everyone's back. And then he leaves. Um, and that's like the last we see of Digger's father until the resolution. And this causes all kinds of fantastic problems for the show to solve. Richard and Emily put the screws to Lorelai to break up with Digger. She 
does but doesn't want to do that because Luke is in the picture. Yeah, she does um, the Lorelai thing. She does the Lorelai thing. Some some episodes of family drama over this. Um, and then we have a weird episode where Asher Fleming has a heart attack and Paris realizes, holy shit, I'm dating an elderly man. <laughs> I'm 19. I shouldn't be doing that. Just and, a brief moment of sentience from nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they well, break it off. Je- Jess showed up and told, <laughs> told, <laughs> told her you shouldn't be doing that. You're dating an, an elder man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Dean starts confiding his, his newlywed troubles with Rory, which will be a problem later. This will be a problem later. (laughs) Um, like they, they, they were like, oh yeah, you're married. I'm at college. Like, let's be friends again. And then Dean immediately starts like, I hate my wife to Rory. Of course. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, it's bad. Just as Luke and Lorelai look like they're going to finally like give in to their feelings for each other. Digger shows back up. Digger and Lorelai have broken up at this point. Uh, or Lorelai's ended things with Digger. Digger does not take no for an answer is the the story here. Um, and he shows up at the soft open of the Dragonfly Inn, which is another like all the stories come to, to a head episode. Um, so we have the opening of the Dragonfly Inn where Lorelai invited Richard and Emily, who still are like not talking to each other. She tries to do a like parent trap and like, if I put them in a hotel, a nice hotel room for the night, they'll have to get along. Um, it does not work. And, um, and Rory and Dean are, are scooting closer and closer to each other on, on that proverbial couch, so to speak. So Digger shows up at the soft open of the dragonfly and tells Lorelai, I'm here. I'm not leaving until you agree to, to get back together with me. And she's like, well, you're going to be waiting a you long know, time. You know how like well-adjusted adults do. Yeah. 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 Right. She's like, you're going to be waiting a long time. Cause that's not happening. Um, so Digger's like, cool. Parks himself in the in the lobby of the hotel. Luke shows up and he's like, "Hey, I think I've seen you around before. What are you here for?" He's like, "Oh, I'm Lorelai's boyfriend. I'm here. I'm here with Lorelai, or boyfriend and girlfriend." Um, and Luke's like, "Cool," and flies into a rage. Leaves it like is convinced by Digger that this is the truth, and Lorelai has been leading him on for an entire season. Um, everyone's mad. Richard and Emily show up. Richard leaves because he's like, I can't spend a night a night in a hotel room with this woman. I'm so pissed. I'm so she's so infuriating. I can't be here. So she leaves. It's all bad. This is our our Empire Strikes Back. Everything is bad ending um, <laughs> as the season starts to wrap. Because the last thing we get here is Lorelai goes home where Rory and Dean have been, and she walks in on Rory and Dean about 30 seconds post coitus. Um, oh, in yeah. Rory's childhood bedroom. In Just, Rory's oh. childhood bedroom. <laughs> Yucky. Rory lost her virginity. Like that, that night, that moment, like it's, that's the, it's a whole thing. Um, Lorelai walks in and is like, oh, hey Rory, how's it going? And like Rory, Rory like stumbles like out of her zip. bedroom yeah. with like zip sex hair and Dean <laughs> immediately stumbles out after her and they're like, hey mom, what's going on? Like, we're not... And Lorelai immediately clocks what happened. They get in a huge fight about how awful it was that Rory had sex with a married man. Um, and... Hey, he's like 20. And, and everyone's <laughs> mad at each other. Everyone in the whole show is mad at everyone else. And it's great. 
Um, so with everyone pissed off, Emily and Rory go to Europe together to do it the white, the right way. Um, I no, you say. can say the white way. That's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Um, literally, Emily is like, you did the, the, the poor, like, hobo's way of seeing Europe. Now let's <laughs> do it with some class and money. <laughs> and Ugh. yeah. And we end the season with the largest rift between all of the Gilmore girls so far. Season five. We come back in season five. Rory and Emily are wrapping up their Europe vacation in Rome. Um, Dean awkwardly approaches Lorelai in, in Stars Hollow and is like, hey, can you, uh, can you pass a note on to Rory for me? She's not taking my calls. I wonder why. Um, that Dean and Lindsay, his wife, are getting a divorce, which is now the new, the big town scandal. This has been the mm-hmm. Stars Hollow scandal all summer that uh, Dean and Rory slept together and then Rory went to Europe, and now Dean and his wife are getting a divorce. So Rory is not the golden child of Stars Hollow anymore. Um, and in fact, the town kind of takes sides, whether Lindsay is is the golden child now or if Rory is. Yeah, this is a recurring thing where the town really loves to take sides. And <laughs> yeah. there's there's even an episode later on in the show where like there's t-shirts and ribbons. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yep. like a gang yeah. in New York situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's something. <laughs> so Rory comes back. Um, you know, she she starts back at Yale. She comes back on the weekends to Stars Hollow, and she and Dean start seeing each other again, and it's terrible. Um, no one is having a good time. Rory and Dean aren't having a good time. The audience isn't having a good time. Um, they're broke. Like Dean's got the divorce to pay for, and Rory's a student. Um, plus there's a commute to and from Yale that factors in. So like, they can't do anything. The town hates them. So they have to like stay inside. It's, it's awful for everyone involved. Um, but they're going to tough it out because they're Dean and Rory high school sweethearts. If, if they can't make love thrive, then who will, um, amongst us, (laughs) whomst amongst us, this is about when, we meet our new character for season five, billionaire heir to a media conglomerate, mm-hmm. Logan Huntsberger, who is image 15. You know the family in succession? This is him. This is, yeah. this is the Huntsburgers. Yeah. The Huntsburgers the are like a mashup of the Murdochs and the Kennedys, and, yeah. it's, mm. and, and they're our, our bad rich family for the rest of the show. Um, Logan is rude. He's smart. He's rich. He's dreamy. Rory is immediately attracted to him, but still, still with Dean. Like she thinks it's that she hates him, but actually she loves him thing because she's still with Dean. Lorelai tries to start warming up to Dean is kind of has this like, well, he's going to be in my life. I can't hate him thing. And they actually kind of start getting along. They like start hanging out when Rory blows Dean off for, for Yale things because Dean's a bumpkin. Um, so they, they start to like form this, this little relationship. Um, Emily and Richard have put aside their, their fight, their feud over a bigger threat to the family, their daughter and granddaughter, both dating pores. Um, <laughs> I can just, I can just imagine the villain arc of them. Like just it, I, again, maybe even happens in the episode them saying we need to focus on the bigger threat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it is kind of like that. Yeah. It, 
literally like in in more words mm-hmm. um so Lu- Lorelai and Luke are like starting to not date but they're they're friendly again they're seeing each other so that's that's one they're like oh like anyone but Luke and then Rory is still with Dean who is a college dropout divorcee um bumpkin and and they they, they can't have these these men tainting the Gilmore bloodline which is canonically pure. <laughs> they need to find some good cousins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they like bring Luke in and are like, yeah, we we want to franchise Luke's diner, so so we can at least kind of show you off to our society friends, like as a successful person. Don't worry about any of the work. We're gonna do all the work for you. You're gonna be your your job is just to be Luke of Luke's diner. Don't worry about it. And Luke and Lorelai both hate that. It's awful. Um, Rory starts spending more time with Logan because he is forced by his media conglomerate owning dad to work at the Yale Daily News. So he begrudgingly has to take a desk in the newsroom and um, torment Rory in a way that they fall in love with each other. Um, We learn that Logan is in a skull and bones type secret society. Um, what which yeah. yeah rory rory sees a like weird clandestine meeting at night between him and and secret society people so she's like this is gonna be my big story for the for the newspaper for the quarter yeah because rory writes one story a year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so so logan like clearly catches on to her like tailing him and he's like you wanna you wanna see what my secret society is about and he invites her to one of their events. Um, the secret society is called the Life and Death Brigade. Um, and as far as the show tells us, they go to weird locations, dress in rich Renaissance fair cosplay, and jump off of stuff. Um, both Life and Death Brigade events we we see end with them jumping off of stuff. Yeah, there's this whole thing where they like for a whole day they can't. <laughs> they can't use ease in sentences like it's... no that's just one guy there's just one guy there's that one guy okay yeah, he's like he's like oh his thing he's not using ease. it's very silly stupid rich kid bullshit yeah Great. it's like they they they're an acting troupe with a parkour problem <laughs> it's sure. it's it's how can we portray this secret society on our family friendly show and make them look weird and it and that's yeah. what they the conclusion they come to Right. Logan also gets Rory a job with his dad, Mitchum Huntsberger, who, as I said earlier, is basically Rupert Murdoch meets Ted Kennedy. Um, he owns every newspaper in America. He's rich and charming, but also an asshole too. Um, it's great. She goes. It's the the New Haven Gazette, I think it is. She goes to intern at, and she gets her first taste of a real newsroom. Dean eventually leaves Rory because she's spending all of her time at Yale and with Logan and is finally like, can't take this anymore. All of their scheming has made Richard and Emily fall back in love with each other and they decide to renew their vows because episode 100 is coming up and we need a wedding to put in episode Ah. 100 Mm because that's the show it is. So um, in the run up to the not wedding, uh, Luke can't, Luke is like collapsing under the constant pressure from Richard and Emily and leaves Lorelai. He's like, I love you and want to be with you. I can't be with your family. I can't take the family part of it, of the deal. Um, 
So during photos after the ceremony, Lorelai tells Emily, we're over, we're through, and cuts off all contact. For like the seventh time. For the seventh <laughs> time. Um, she skips like three family Friday dinners. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's a, it's a big moment. Mm-hmm. Emily and Richard are happy to kind of have Rory to themselves for a while though. Like they're mad at Lorelai, but they're also like, well, we can now like pull Rory more away from the influence of Lorelai. And they're very happy that she is dating a billionaire heir, basically. They're very, very happy when they learn that her and Logan are seeing each other. On the last day of her internship with Mitchum, he sits her down and, and tells her, like, hey, you aren't cut out to be a journalist. I've been watching you here. You, uh, you only write one story a year. Right. <laughs> Not enough stories. You get coffee really well. You take notes any really well. You'd be someone's. You'd be a good assistant for somebody, but not a journalist. And Rory, um, for the first time in her life, not getting exactly what she wanted when she wanted it, goes into a spiral. Loses her goddamn mind. Loses her mind. She's also failing um, a class at Yale, but it's also before the ad drop period. So the professor tells her, like, "Yeah, you should probably just drop this class. Like, yeah. take it again yeah. next year." And she's like. No, I need to take it this year because, and she spirals and she steals a boat about it. Her and Logan go steal a boat. <laughs> what? Uh, her and Logan go steal a boat. Uh, they crash the boat. Lorelai flies into a rage that, like, yet another boy is this awful influence on Rory. Yet mm-hmm. another, like, call in the middle of the night that, that you were in a crash. And Rory's like, no, no, mom. It's not Logan's fault. I did it. I wanted to steal the boat. Because I'm spiraling. And Lorelai can't can't handle that. Flies into a rage. And this all culminates with Rory dropping out of Yale and moving into Emily and Richard's pool house to take like a gap year and figure her life out, but also just be a rich society girl for a little bit. Um, Lorelai can't handle that because it's always been her thing. Like, I'm going to see you through to college. So... She promptly returns to Stars Hollow, shows up on the footsteps of Luke's diner, and proposes to Luke. Roll credits, end of season five. Okay. <laughs> Crashed the whole ass boat. She Crashed the boat. So they sure the, are running out of plot. The moral of the story is, if you are planning to propose to a significant other, you should definitely do so on a whim and reactionary to something that's very traumatic mm-hmm. right, happening in your life. Mm-hmm phenomenal life advice truly Mm -hmm. there there's that like trope of when a when a show jumps the shark um you have to tell me did they crash the boat while jumping a shark (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it is worth noting this is this is probably like the show's attempt to like really inject some some like high stakes drama and I will say the last couple seasons is you definitely start to see a dip in quality specifically with the ghastly gear in season seven yeah I should point out that that we do get like the court episode of the fallout of the boat where Richard hires this big, big shot lawyer. They're like, oh, we're going to get you off with with 10 hours of community service and a fine, which we're going to pay because we're rich. Mm -hmm. And the judge like sees all of them in his courtroom and he's like, I am tired of you rich people coming to my town, crashing boats, (laughs) crashing (laughs) boats boats every which way. (laughs) Um, Like. 
this cannot stand and i'm giving you the full like you have 300 hours of community service to do you're not not rich girling your way out of this one so there is like some some comeuppance here like we start to see rory really really deal with like oh the sun does not always shine on me Mm. and and yeah season six uh we pick up right where we left off after lorelei proposes to luke in a very obviously well thought out definitely not spur of the moment full of emotions proposal it's awkward uh (laughs) rory now on hiatus from yale is living in richard and emily's pool house of course yeah Mm -hmm. um fills her days with charity work like emily she is planning uh daughters of the american revolution meetings and fundraisers she is she is hobnobbing she's socializing she goes to tea yeah if only there was some sort of like tough love (laughs) something that she needed to hear from somebody Mm -hmm. to snap her back to reality (laughs) yeah um good news andrew (laughs) Um, the, ghost of Christmas. Jess? Jess? the ghost of Christmas past has shown up again. Jess rolls into town. Yeah, and she does. And she very like proudly shows him all of the things she's doing. Like, <laughs> look, look at this amazing party I planned. Look at this great pool house I have to myself. Yeah, I dropped out of Yale. What about it? And Jess looks at her and is like, what the hell are you doing? What is happening oh, here? Yeah. It was like, you, you were going to go to Harvard. You were going to be... You were gonna be Ariana Huffington, and like now you're you're living in a pool house doing doing rich girl things. What happened? And then he leaves, and Rory like pulls her life back together and goes goes back to school, quits doing socialite stuff, and is like, she, he's right. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> that was the tough love that I needed. And and like she does it. She like makes up for her her missed quarter of school and all of that, and it's it's great. So. Catching up with Jess, he now lives in Philadelphia, and he publishes, uh, he publishes independent books in like this publishing commune. Because of course it's, he does. It's it's pretty cool. I like what they, an arc. Yeah. I like that arc for Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, he's become very well adjusted in the last three years. Um, he's hosting a poetry slam when we <laughs> when we catch up with him in Philly. It's <laughs> it's fun. Very silly. <laughs> Rory and Logan. Keep doing the on again, off again stuff. Um, Logan can't seem to figure out what he wants in life. He's also he's he's the the burnout rich kid. He's Van Wilder. Logan is Van Wilder. Um, yeah, got it. yeah. He's gone to he's this is his his seventh or eighth year of school. Um, his dad finally throws down the gauntlet of like you got to graduate this year and join the family business, or I'm I'm cutting you off, and that's a whole thing. Back in Stars Hollow, Luke and Lorelai are planning a wedding. Lorelai, to fill the to fill the void left by her daughter not talking to her, gets a dog, names him Paul Anka. Um, that's fun. Because she's a child um, of the 80s. She's a child of the 80s. Surprisingly, the dog does not fill the void left <laughs> in her life by her best friend daughter. So the dog um, gets depressed and crashes a boat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's season eight. Uh, <laughs> it's season eight. Paul Anka, the dog, is there the rest of the show. He's there. He's a, a, a set piece now. Um, Hep, Al- Hep Alien is still playing gigs, but Zach starts to get all weird and, and front manny about it. 
So, um, oh, he and Lane are dating by this point. Yeah, yeah it doesn't no, matter. Their arc sucks, but they're dating yeah. at this point. This, it's uh, it's the the most disappointing relationship in the show. Yeah, um, after the even before Paris and the the old teacher. No, Paris and Doyle's great. Oh, Paris no. and the teacher that sucks yeah. too. I mean, yeah, yeah, that yeah. sucks too. But like that, choose your supposed, fighter. That's supposed yeah. to suck. We're supposed to be rooting for Zach. Oh, and gotcha. Like so Zach gets all weird. They play a gig for an agent, and he like trashes the gig he brings brings this new weird guy to play with him and he buys all this new equipment and like goes all rock star and like trashes the stage and ruins their shot at getting signed because zach sucks um in the fallout of in the fallout of that he proposes to lane and to everyone's disappointment she says yes ah Mm -hmm. so Rory at this point has completely like seen the strings Emily has been pulling to get her to to live in the pool house and is gets out from under Emily's thumb. Um we get a fun bit of Emily crashing every time Rory and Logan try and hook up in the pool house. Emily appears to prevent shenanigans from happening. Yeah. They bring a pastor uh, to like talk about like yeah. to, oh. yeah, something about, about saving yourself. Yeah, from, saving yourself, saving yourself for marriage. For marriage. Yeah, Classic. It's, yeah, it's it's good. Um, so Rory goes back to Yale. She makes up with Lorelai. Everything is all great and hunky dory, except Luke learns as she enters back into his life that he actually has a thirteen-year-old daughter that he didn't know about. Um, it was only a matter of uh-oh. time. It was only yeah. a matter of time. <laughs> uh oh. Um, April Nardini walks into Luke's diner one day and tells Luke, "I'm doing a science fair project on DNA, and you and two other guys, Mama Mia, my mom, and I'm doing <laughs> doing making my science fair project on who is my dad." Yeah. And she like takes a hair from him and leaves like their whole introduction is like 13 minutes long uh image 16 is april nardini and if you are fan i think this show is on freeform this is vanessa marano and uh she i believe she starred in a couple other like future teen dramas um Mm. i forget what the name i'm not looking it up it's it's not important so april and her mom anna nardini enter luke's life and Luke very much wants to be in April's life. He wants to be like make up for the 13 lost years that he didn't get with her. And that starts to cause a rift between him and Lorelai. Um, we should also point out that April is also a doe-eyed whiz kid who loves to read. Lo- she loves science. She's different from Rory in that <laughs> April loves science. She's green and Rory is blue. Yeah, yeah right. she's otherwise new Rory. Um, Almost as if Alex Bladell was getting a little old and they wanted to see if they could <laughs> recapture the magic. Uh, we might need to spin the show off again in, in right. a few years. Let's yeah. let's seed some, some characters for that. So Luke and Lorelai are back to focusing on being parents. Lorelai's going to see Rory through Yale and Luke is going to make up for 13 years of not being in his daughter's life. Um, so they, they push the wedding to the point where no one even really wants to get married anymore. They're all like, they start to to fall apart, basically. Um, the news comes out eventually that Luke has been, you know, 
meeting his daughter without telling Lorelai. So there's an awkward introduction. Um, Anna comes into the picture and tells Luke, like, I don't want my daughter hanging out with Lorelai. She's too cool. I'm not as cool a mom as her. And Lorelai is going to steal my daughter away. It should also be noted that the woman that plays Anna Nardini, April's mother, um, also is the same woman that played the wife of Jess's dad. And this, oh, that's the right. actress, I forget her name, but she was in Twin Peaks. And like the show just like, it's just like, hey, forget that we've had this woman on before. <laughs> she doesn't exist. <laughs> really in, funny. She exists in a different, in a different reality. <laughs> she also, she also plays a mom, a similar character in uh, Riverdale. She's one of the oh, okay. characters' moms in Riverdale. So things are not great, but they're not terrible either. Except, guess who rolls back into town? But the motorcycle riding, Metallica listening dad, Christopher, comes back. And um, again, just to just to fuck things up. He's just there to to fuck things up. We learn why he's back in town. His dad died and Christopher's loaded now. Oh, shit. Mm. He's got plot money. He never was doing bad. He like started a tech company or something. And that was May like, I remind you, this is 2005. <laughs> it's 2005. Yeah, right. yeah. He was doing like, OK, off the tech money. And then his dad died and he got the family fortune. He's like, no, I'm like loaded, loaded now. Like Yale paid for. Um, you want to, you want a house? I'll buy you a house. You want, you want the moon? I'll buy you the moon. Like he's, <laughs> he's loaded now. Um, and he tries to buy his way back into, uh, Rory and Lorelai's life. And Rory wants nothing to do with it. She's like, no, mom is with Luke now. You need to leave. And Christopher's like, no, I want Lorelai. <laughs> <laughs> um, that all culminates in Christopher and Luke having a, a brawl in the street. Yeah. Um, does Luke show up at Christopher's uh, or vice I versa? Forget. It's there's something with a snowman where like there's yeah. a snowman involved. Okay. It's very much. I mean, it is, it is an exact foil from that house party three years later Yeah. with like yeah. Jess yeah. and Dean. That, that is what we're doing here. It's like yeah. mother and daughter, the cycle continues, right? Like that's, that's the bit. Christopher pays off Yale. Richard and Emily feel as though that they have been betrayed or slighted because the whole deal was, we're going to pay for Yale if you keep coming to Friday night dinner. Chilton was paid for. We'll do it again for Yale if you keep coming to this. And Rory goes in and is like, hey, good news. You guys don't have to pay for Yale anymore. Christopher's doing it. And they are immediately like, so that means you're never coming to see us again because you don't have to come to Friday night dinner. Whatever. Logan, uh, the ultimatum with Logan graduating finally comes to a head. Um, Mitchum basically says, like, you are coming with me to London in a week to start to learn the family business or else. And Logan does. He agrees to do that. Um, So Rory sends him off with a very 2005 Quentin Tarantino party where. Wow. Where Mm -hmm. all of the like supplemental rich white characters come back into the the show for an episode to have a rich white party. It's fun. They kind of I think this this was their attempt to kind of like sign off all of the college years yeah. because yeah, this yeah. also this we are we are now hitting the point where they didn't know if they were going to get another season. So mm. um they yep. needed to either like tie these stories together because the WB had had folded over or is like do we get more can we squeeze more out of this yes or no. So yep. So after the fight with Christopher and Luke. Um, Luke breaks it off with Lorelai. 
and Lorelai goes back to Christopher. It's not great. We start to see uh, Christopher is living this single dad life um, with his daughter because uh, Sherry left him. Sherry was like, "I want to, I want to go girl boss again," and and left yeah. him. And so Christopher is like struggling with this bratty toddler of a daughter. Lorelai tries to parent her as well, and Christopher's like, "No, don't, don't do that. Don't parent my daughter." But they they start moving closer, and things start sucking again. So and Lorelai are finally confronting their tension. Um, she does her thing where again, where she tries to pressure Luke into eloping with her right now. It's like, let's do it. Let's run away. Let's get married. Not deal with any of the complicated things that go around that. Not talk about it first. Let's just go do it. And he's like, uh, no, I have a daughter that I want at our wedding. And like, we we all agreed like we're gonna do this the right way and and ends it with her. So Lorelai ends up back with Christopher. Um, Good. The ending that everybody wanted. <laughs> yeah, the ending that everybody wanted. Season ends with Lorelai waking up in bed and Christopher like rolling over and and um, appearing behind her in that bed. Um, you know how like everybody cheered when Jim and Karen got got together. Right? Yeah, right. The, yeah, the, the best pairing. So this brings us to season seven, the gas leak year. You've said gas leak so many times. Do you, and I do just you get that reference? Know. It's season community season four. So Dan Harmon got fired by NBC and community and season four of community was not made by Dan Harmon and Dan Harmon eventually came back. But when Dan Harmon came back, there was this weird plot line with a zombie apocalypse in early season four of community where they, um, they did like a gas leak thing. That's why there was a zombie apocalypse for the Halloween episode. But then they retconned that entire season because it went a different way than Dan Harmon wanted. And Dan Harmon officially in canon called it the gas leak year and like retconned the entire season oh. in season five. I had no yeah. idea. Me yeah. either. I didn't realize that that was, that was not more of a, like a well-known thing, but that's why we keep saying that. Hmm. Yeah. So this is the final season of this chunk of the run. Um, Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Palladino are not, part of the creative team anymore entirely new showrunner head writer i don't even know their name because it's not important doesn't matter um this isn't terrible but it's definitely different so lorelei and christopher are hooking up again after the engagement falls through and logan is off in london being a rich media conglomerate owner um he's he's actually doing well he's like not a screw up for the first time in his life. He like cares about something finally because it's like not school and it's like actually a job and he kind of actually is good at it. Logan gets real into the world wide web um, ah, because again, mm. it's 2006. If, if this story was written in 2020, Logan would have been doing crypto like yeah, right. things. Yeah. Got he's, it. he's doing a Zuckerberg or he'd be doing AI. He'd be doing AI now. Yeah, like know, he's yeah. yeah. Um, Christopher and Lorelai get married. They, they Christopher, she, <laughs> she Lorelai runs her like, hey, let's go elope plan by Christopher. And he's like, hell yeah, let's lock this down. I'm like set. Like, let's do it. Um, and they go to Paris because he's rich and uh, they want to do a location episode in Paris, I guess. And that's weird. He throws money around. It's fine. It's gross. So they, they come back and he moves into Star. He moves back to Stars Hollow. He, he is... Um, we start to see that he is like giving up 
all of his uh, rich guy dreams now to make Lorelai happy. And every time he has to do that, it gets a it's a bigger and bigger pill for him to swallow that he's like, oh, no, she really does want to, like, live in Stars Hollow for the rest of our natural lives. Great. Uh, he does not fit in with Stars Hollow. It doesn't belong here. He's rich. He's he's an outsider. He he's not Luke. He, he's not Luke. He does not like mm-hmm. he does not like the quirks of the town. Um this is shown very, very fun. They have a town festival fundraiser thing, doing a knitathon to raise money for the for yeah. a a bridge. Cool. They're, they're trying to okay. build a bridge. They do a, a knitathon. It's a whole. It's one of the big like town festivals. Stars Hollow has. It's also like the first one. Christopher is actually like there for, and he ruins it by showing up like five minutes into this fundraiser, and he's like, "Guess what, guys? I paid for the bridge." We don't have to do this whole fun thing you had planned all weekend. What a monster. Because oh I paid God. for the bridge. And everyone's like, thanks, I guess. Cool, but man. We, wa- we, we wanted to do the knit-a-thon. Like, it was more about the knitting than it was the bridge. Just cementing how much Christopher does not fit in with Stars Hollow. Um, after, after Lane's disappointing marriage to Zach, she has an even more disappointing surprise pregnancy with twins. Um, they're oh, in cementing their yeah. entire lives in Stars Hollow. Yep, that's um, it. That's what they get. That's their that's life. Get. We're done. Bummer. Um, that's a roll on Lane and Zach. Rory is now living in Logan's empty apartment. Um, when Logan left to London, he's like, hey, yeah, you don't have to like find roommates for your last year at Yale. Just live in my, my swanky Hartford, Connecticut apartment. Um, so she does. And she meets a new friend, two new friends, but the friend we care about is Lucy, played by Kristen Ritter. Um, oh. Image 17 there. Kristen Ritter shows up for this this whole season. She's here. She's a, a friend. It's great. Love it. Rory spends the first half of this season senior senioring it with Kristen Ritter. Her character's like an art major, so they go to like art shows and, and gal around town, basically. Um, things go south when it is revealed that Lucy's mysterious boyfriend, it's a ongoing bit for a while that like Lucy has this boyfriend that we have not seen. And this boyfriend is naked guy, Marty from freshman year at Yale. Yeah. Um, and huh. who is like super in love with Rory and was Rory super in love with Rory. Rory, Rory um, was like, oh no, he, I'm he with nice Logan guys about it. When he, mm-hmm. he nice guys, yeah, he, like real nice hard. guys about it when he leaves and then um, shows back up when he shows back up, tries to do this weird thing of when Lucy introduces the two, he does the like, oh, yeah, nice to meet you for the first time ever. Uh, we we have never, ever met each other before. Certainly not. Right. I'm happy to meet you for the first time. And Rory, trapped in this situation, goes along with it. So episodes happen. It comes out that Marty and Rory have a bit of a past. Lucy ditches Marty almost immediately, is mad at Rory for a bit, but they're fine. Um, They get over it. Power of friendship prevails. Um, And then that's more or less the end of Lucy. That's Lucy's arc. She probably dies. She might have died. (laughs) Okay. Who knows? Just just gone. Um, Logan Logan is doing a Zuckerberg in London. He invests in a tech startup that fails and loses a bunch of his dad's money. 
So he um, does the equivalent of stealing a boat about it and and just like drinks himself back to Connecticut. Um, <laughs> yeah. While in Connecticut, he spends a quarter of the season whiny, doing doing rich guy shenanigans, just being drunk, showing up places, fixing it with money. It's obnoxious. Rory like sits him down. He's like, "No, you, you went off. You chose to go to London and do this thing, and you you fucked it up. Man up about it." Like she she puts on the Jess hat and gives him some tough love, um, <laughs> and it works. Uh, back in Stars Hollow, Luke is told by Anna that Anna and April are moving to New Mexico because she got a job there, plot or something, and um. So begins the long litigious battle Luke has to get part custody of April. Um, this child he just found out about. This child That's he right. just found out about. Um, he gets it. It's a big victory for the sh- in the show that like might even be like a you didn't just get the partial custody you asked for. You got like half custody or something. Like this you your get kids six now. months. Mm-hmm. You get six months out of the year or something. It's great. Part of this process is he asks Lorelai for a character reference. They are not on like friendly terms again yet at this point, but are like settling back into that. So she does. She writes him this great character reference, um, which she does not tell Christopher about because her and Christopher are not getting along. And Christopher finds it, finds out about this letter. He reads it and he's like, holy shit, Lorelai is like super duper still in love with Luke and not me. And he leaves. He leaves forever. Much to everyone's happiness. Yeah, everyone cheers. Everyone right. cheers. Yeah. Hooray. The town gets involved. Yeah. Rory is on the cusp of graduating. She's applying for internships and and all of that that follows. Um, and Logan throws a wrench into all of these plans. He accepts a job in San Francisco and asks Rory to marry and move in with him to San Francisco. A thing that people would like even less than the Christopher marriage, I think. Right, yeah. Rory thinks about it, but realizes she needs to be an independent woman and capital I, capital W. She gotta get that bread, baby. Yeah, she gotta, she gotta she live do. her own life. She can't. She's not gonna be tied down by it. She's not gonna let a man define her life. She's gonna Hell define yeah. it. Um, and she decides to stay here on the East Coast um, and pursue journalism. Uh, the series wraps with Rory accepting a job covering Barack Obama's election campaign. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is 2006. What a timestamp. Um, it's very much seven, a, I think, at this point, but yeah. Yeah, it's very much a um like I got this weird job offer to follow this young, upbeat politician. Um Luke rallies the whole town. Um it's another like she has to leave in twenty four hours situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah Luke, right. Luke rallies the whole town to throw a series finale party for Rory. Um Pulling in every every star's hollow denizen and and character that is on good terms with the Gilmore girls. Yeah, all the friends we've made along the way. Yeah. Um, Luke and Lorelai reconcile and kiss, alluding to the fact that here at the series finale, they are finally get their happily ever after. Yep. So that's Gilmore Girls. Um <laughs> What a journey. 
it's been it's been quite a ride. Um, one of the things in the fandom, probably the most famous thing, is picking a team. And so we did this with Fire Emblem. Everybody in the Gilmore Girls fandom has a waifu. There go. We're gonna <laughs> need each of you to pick a team. And your your options are now: Do you choose Team Dean? Do you choose Team Jess? Or do you choose Team Logan? Now I want to say husbandos. Yeah, husbandos. husbandos. Now I want to clarify: all three of these choices are bad. All three right. of these. There's men, not a there's not a right answer to this question. But well, you have to pick one. It's definitely not Logan. No, it's absolutely not yeah, Logan. It's certainly See, not not Logan. I'm I'm Team Logan. Oh, I think mm-hmm. you pervert. I think Rory and Logan are like are made for each other. I think they're <laughs> they're like awful together yeah Um, because rory wants to be the the socialite girl and and logan wants to be slightly rebellious which um is the how his family feels about rory that she's like the rebellious plucky choice um we'll we'll talk about who Mm -hmm. he actually ends up with in in the post show not, uh, not our post show, the the show's post show. The show's post show. I I on the other hand am Team Jess because I like Jess as a character and I love that he shows up as this like wise old janitor <laughs> cliche. Yeah. I think that's um, the pick. Now Rory and Jess are a terrible relationship. My reason for not picking Jess is that I don't think Jess deserves to end up like Jess is <laughs> yeah, too good to end. She's up not with good Rory. enough for him. Um, <laughs> Fair. Rory's not good enough for Jess. Um, yeah. <laughs> Julie, my partner texted me from the other room boo team jess forever so that's there you that's go. where the divisions in our household so, lie house um, divided sign is out front no no yeah. one is team dean that's the one thing that we can all agree on no nobody likes dean so todd matt without any more context where do you lie the christian youth group girls you like went to high school with might be team dean that's yes. oh, trust the only me, people... i know people who like dean right <laughs> yeah. you you didn't give me the option of tristan and so I guess I'm going to go Jess. Okay. Yeah. Also, similarly, I don't get the option of Zach, so I'll go Jess. Oh, Zach sucks even harder than Logan. Yeah, but like it's it's Sebastian Bach, man. Like, uh, Gil. Gil is Sebastian. Gil. Gil okay, is well, Sebastian then I'm Team Bach. Gil. Team Gil. Your Team Gil. It was Noun Soup like an hour and a half soup. ago. What is yeah, what is yeah. a Dave Rogalski? Is that anything in this option? That's Adam Brody. That's okay. good, yeah. Adam Brody or Dave Rogalski rules. Yeah. Let me quickly like we'll we'll cover the where are they now? That was the the Netflix. Fortunately, there nothing really happens in the Netflix series. It's just fan service because it's it's a revival. It's ten years after. It's the thing that everybody is doing now. They yeah. set up a second season yeah. of this revival, and it's not. It's, it's not, not gonna happen. So it's just a bunch of wink and nods, and whatever. So we let's catch up with our friends. So Gilmore Girls: colon, A Day in the Life aired on Netflix in November of 2016. Uh, as Kyle mentioned earlier, these are each four one and a half hour long like mini movies um, that all cover one season and a year, and they are named Winter, Spring, uh, Summer, Fall. I should note that uh, Edward Herman, who played Richard Gilmore, actually passed away in 2014, right before they filmed this. So a major plot beat into the storyline was Lorelai, Rory, and Emily all moving on after his death, after Richard's death. Uh, So image 18 is just a promo image of them, just again, so you can see how time has passed. That's them at the funeral. So winter starts with some fan service and flashbacks to Richard's funeral. Uh, and then focuses on a rift in Lorelai and Emily's relationship, surprise, surprise, mm. uh, which were caused by some events during that funeral. Lorelai has been with Luke since the end of season seven, and pretty much they've just been kind of doing their thing. They live in Stars Hollow. They live in the same house. They do the same thing every day, day in, day out. They're like, they're good. They got their happily ever after. They're not doing a whole lot. They're not um, married. 
Um, they're not married. I should note. Yeah, that is like they are together and they're happy. But like yeah. part of that is that they're not married. Well, she's still legally married to Christopher. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Rory, on the other hand, has experienced the slow <laughs> decay of her dreams becoming reality. Yeah. As we see her. Yes. If you'll remember, she left to be a journalist. That's um, correct. In 2006. About a, about a year or two before uh, yeah. print media died. So mm-hmm. Rory is living the very real life of a 30-year-old <laughs> and finding that, hey, maybe life kind of sucks <laughs> and <laughs> things don't work out. And this is what I really did love about the the shows, the way that they wrote Rory is like, she very much does not get everything that she wants. And we see her getting struggling to get like to get work in like failing news outlet after failing news outlet. Um, she's also like trying to provide life support on this dying book deal that's never really happening. She's fine because she comes from a wealthy family and she's you got white privilege, but like she's not doing great. Um, so she comes back to Stars Hollow, adamant that she is not back back. A conversation that all four of us I know have had at one yeah. point. Like, oh, hey, yeah. you're back. No, I'm not back. I'm just visiting. <laughs> visiting. Like it's that I'm here. Right. I'm not back. Yeah. Um, also, uh, she's got a boyfriend. She's been dating this guy named Paul who we see in one scene and he's a very nice, but boring man. However, we find out that she's secretly hooking up with a very married Logan and they are just like, absolutely like doing this. And like, there's these scenes with Logan being like pretending like he's talking to his boss and it's like, it's her, it's her. And it's like, it's real gross. Um, but again, like the show doesn't, doesn't want it to be seen as anything but gross. Not a sympathetic light. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Um, it's a running, a recurring bit with Paul, the like the the boyfriend that yeah. he's the most forgettable man in the world. Awesome. Um, yeah, no one remembers him and has met him on like four separate occasions. Rory keeps like forgetting to re- like she'll be like, oh crap, Paul called me eight hours ago and I never responded to him. Like mm-hmm. he's just he is the most forgettable man in the yep. world. Yeah. Winter turns to spring. I'm doing in air quotes. Um, Lorelai and Emily are doing their whole thing. They're now they're in therapy. That's the that's the latest caper. <laughs> yeah, um, which is again, it's fun. Um, Rory's book deal is done, and she decides instead to write a book about her own experiences. And she's do- yes, yeah, she's doing the thing. We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> um, um, meanwhile, she's getting denied by more and more news outlets. She can't even like she can't even get a job with like a like a clickbaity like a BuzzFeed kind of thing. Right. This is 2016. Um, Jess, meanwhile, is a successful publisher and just like all around awesome dude. He shows up in yeah. his like business yeah. leather, <laughs> you know, my man. And, yeah, he's got business. He's got business he's got khakis. Bis- business leather is a good <laughs> good way to put it. Yeah. And uh, he's like, uh, you know, he. He's giving her the old tough love. She's like, I, I could have been something. He's like, you had it in you, you the whole you still time, could kid. Be, yeah. You can still do it, kid. You know, he's, he's, <laughs> it's so good. Um, while, meanwhile, we see her catch up with Dean. Dean is a happily married man. He's got three kids. He's, he's, he's just, he's just a dad. He's got supernatural money now. He's got supernatural, supernatural money. <laughs> supernatural. He looks, been on the air for seventeen. He years looks at this point. great. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a beard. Time is he, Dean. Dean got off the best of all of these characters. He did. I think. Yeah, he did. Um, I think one of the best jokes in this is we learn about the Thirty Somethings Club, which again is something that we can all relate to. A group of Thirty Somethings who have moved back home to live with their parents after not cutting it in the real world. <laughs> hey man, whom's among us, right? Yeah. Right. 
Uh, we get Summer now. Rory admits and realizes that she is back back. She is in Stars Hollow now. And she takes up the mantle of editor-in-chief of the town paper, which is really just a place for ads and the uh, yearly poem. The, the weekly quote. Yeah, there's a weekly uh, quote that somebody pulls from a from a GeoCity site. Yeah, um, it's owned by Sinclair Media. Yeah. Also, the second half of this episode is just a <laughs> is just Stars Hollow, the musical starring Sutton Foster. I have nothing to say about this. It's very weird, but it's, it's a very a musical. It's a very weird, very yeah. funny bit. They just write. It the is wor- fun. It, it, it's 45 minutes of what if we wrote the worst musical in the world? Yep. And it's That's it. it's it's very fun. And and the big kind of point here, the big dramatic point is Rory gets the idea that she's going to write a book and she's going to write a book about her life. And it's going to be called, everybody say it with me, The, the Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, one, and, yeah. And I'm not kidding you. Lorelai does a, a social network thing and says, drop the the. Yeah. Yep. Stupid. Um, the last episode of Day in the Life is Fall, and this features Lorelai, quote, doing a wild, which again, <laughs> if you huh? remember if you remember Wild starring Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, uh, which was the the very life real life uh, events of a woman who mar- or who uh, what did she, what trail did she do? Was it the PCT? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Pacific uh, Coast Trail. Yeah, the Pacific Coast Trail. Um, Lorelai gets about ten feet in and has an epiphany and realizes that she should have just married Luke all along. And yep. It's very nice. She reconciles reconciles with her mother. Everything is good. And then Lorelai and Luke have their their very, very much anticipated wedding. And Day in the Life ends the way that a- Emmy Sherman Paladito always intended Gilmore Girls to end with Rory telling Lorelai, Mom, I'm pregnant. And thus... The cycle is complete. <laughs> the cycle begins anew. A new blood sacrifice given to the goddess. Blood for the blood god. And here we are. <laughs> Did so did this final season just hate itself? Is that what this was? It's like it feels like it's fan tribute, but also being like, no, this is what these characters deserve. So yeah. the idea with the like year in the life is that it it's the where all the plot point where she wanted all the plot points to end. Right. Had she finished the show, but she right. has to do it fifteen like time displaced fifteen fifteen years later. Mm-hmm. So the season seven of the show started to undo all of the like look rory is also like rory is also bad started to undo some Mm, of that sure um so this season had to go like this year in the life season had to go extra on that to like drive home like no it's part of rory's character that she has to learn that she is also bad um so flawed i mean not you know because again like these are just people right yeah flawed thank you flawed um and and I don't know why it's a point of contention, but people seem to argue that like who is Rory's baby dad? It's it's Logan. Logan. It's obviously Logan. The like other two options out. are like not not actual characters. Not They're actual characters. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's it. That's Gilmore Girls. Uh, that's the entire fucking series, start to finish. <laughs> we did it. Well, I don't need to watch it. So that's right. nice. <laughs> Probably not. Nope. I mean, that is um, the point should, of though. flavor text, kind of. No, I'm not going to. I won't. I I have no interest in this. But this is like well done, guys. I mean, way to break Thanks. it down. Like right. I get the story. I see the beats. I definitely see the entertainment value. 
Um, this is less for me than Neon Genesis Evangelion. This is less for me than Yeast you was. You watched Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> right. And you I'm went saying, and watched it all. And, and I'm playing Yeast right now. I'm not playing <laughs> I'll so, never play so Yeast. weird. No, but when we, when we were in Milwaukee, I saw a guy with a shirt that said Lacrimosa of Dawn, and I was like, fuck, I know what that is. Um, yeah. But no, I, I'm saying it's objectively less for me than mm-hmm. Ava, and so I won't go back and watch it, but I get it. Now, Matt. I get it. I will tell okay, you cool. when you when you see a Babette ate oatmeal T-shirt out in the wild, you'll know what that's <laughs> from too, because that's from Gilmore Girls. I don't want to do this anymore. We don't. I, I'll yeah. I appreciate what you two did, and you have given us a new. It, it doesn't sound like it. well. It doesn't sound like either of you guys let appreciate what we did. Let me finish. I respect what you've done here today. You've given us a new point in time that we are ultimately going to have to put in a tier list of flavor text. And I'm not really sure <laughs> where this lands on the spread of w- the the Witcher. Was that the best one we said? I think and, we said the Witcher was the best and the, the Kingdom Hearts was the worst. No, I thought yeah. we said magic was the best. Oh, it might have been magic. I don't remember. Well, we're going to have to do a tier list again. We're going to have to do a tier list again. Gilmore Girls will be part of that. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Debate This. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate This Cast or on our website at debatethiscast.com. And if you want to commission your own flavor text, I don't know, maybe about another hit early 2000s, the WB show like Smallville or Roswell or Dawson's Creek, head on over to patreon.com slash debatethiscast. A one-time payment of $60 will net you the godlike status of commissioning a full episode. Until next time, I'm Andrew Henderson. I'm Kyle, a film by Kirk Harper. I'm Todd. Matt's a baby, eats a boy, Thomas. <laughs> and I'm Matt. The real fundraiser was the sweaters we knit along the way, Cole. We're <laughs> saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds, specifically outside of a house in, uh, Stars, in Hollow, Stars Hollow, Connecticut. You guys remember the the I, we add a baby eats a boy commercial? Is that just for me? Okay, I do. 